Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We are coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And we are working on getting you on YouTube and Facebook. So we will be there momentarily where you can chime in on the show and uh, be a part of today's program. we got a lot to get to on the show, including our ECU practice report. We will uh, hear more of Mike Houston yesterday and a couple of Pirate players, including Jason Shuford for the first time. As we heard from him yesterday, and Jalen Johnson, the Johnson, the transfer from Georgia, as uh, he's put up some numbers at the wide receiver position. Had a chance to hear from those guys yesterday when Mike Houston, after Mike Houston spoke to the media. Today is coordinator day, so later on tonight, be sure you're locked into our social media for interviews with Donnie Kirkpatrick, Blake Carroll, and Mike Houston. And uh, we'll have that audio for you on the show on Thursday. We got some Mike Schwartz audio to get to on today's program as well. You will hear that. We got the voice Jeff Charles joining us on the show today, along with Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector and Stephen Igo will be hoisting the colors coming up in hour number three. We got picks to make. We got a lot to do. And we've got three hours to do it. Update on East Carolina, South Florida. I guess uh, we're in the same spot we were yesterday when we left you, which is, uh, well, let me welcome in Chandler Honeycutt. Hey, Chandler. What's up, Clip? So he can do his Mike Houston. They're playing a freaking game. We're playing a freaking game. It's going to be in Boca Raton, not Tampa. And if you don't know why, you're not paying attention to what is happening in Florida right now with Hurricane Ian. It's bad. Uh, and not in the Michael Jackson bad way. It's it, Yeah. In the like literal Webster's it, Dictionary bad it's way. It's actually not good. Yeah. No bueno. Bad. Right. Um, Shirley's been tracking it, I know, keeping an eye on it. What is uh, – where's the eye right now, Shirley? Has it hit Florida? Is it still on the way to Florida? Well, I'm going to turn my mic on is first. Is it made landfall? Um, it has no, it is imminent, though. It looks like it is, uh, they were thinking that Tampa was going to get a direct hit. It does not look that way. It looks like possibly Fort Myers might be getting the direct hit, but uh, sustained winds right now, 155 miles an hour with gusts up to 200 miles an hour. <laughs> my Jim Cantori is on right now, and he's standing I mean, he is just as hunkered down as he could be. He's wearing a baseball helmet uh, to, oh, there's a big old gust of wind right there. Um, And Naples, Florida is having some massive flooding issues. Um, They showed a picture just a few minutes ago of a street that had some cars on it, and you can just 
just make out the roof of the cars. Um, they're submerged in water. So uh, this is a pretty big storm, and it is. And and the thing is, is that the eye wall has not made landfall just yet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, the eye wall is hovering just over Fort Myers right now, and uh, they said that they're to expect maybe a few minutes of sunshine as the eye wall passes over, and then the worst of the storm is that backside of that eye wall. And uh, that's where the concern is right now. All right. Uh, we'll, you know, keep following that. But when it comes to football, uh, no football in the Tampa area on Saturday. Uh, so it has moved to Boca Raton, Florida, on the kind of southeastern side of Florida there. And the game time moved from 7 o'clock to 2.30. So that's where we are right now as far as football on Saturday, which means our pregame coverage gets underway 10.30 a.m., on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We'll be with you getting you ready for that 2.30 kickoff. All right, we uh, are up on Facebook Live and on YouTube. You can check us out there. Make sure you chime in, smash the like, and let us know what you'd like to discuss on this Wednesday. Um, As far as other games being played this weekend, have not seen... So there's college football that are we're seeing some schedule changes there the tampa bay buccaneers host the chiefs and if they are to move that game as of right now the game is scheduled for raymond james stadium uh but if they do move the game uh it will be played in minnesota where chandler minnesota 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 because uh, I guess the uh, the Vikings are playing in London this weekend, so they're going to just go up there and uh, play the game there. So that's a, that's an if right now, if that is to be rescheduled. Uh, I've seen some talks about what they're going to do about <clears throat> Braves and Mets. It is a crucial series when it comes to the uh, the baseball standings because the Braves win last night, Mets lose, so they are tied once again in the NL East. And uh, with the regular season coming down to the wire here, that uh, series has got to get in somehow, some way. Uh, could be some double headers coming up. I haven't seen anything about moving the game, so uh, we'll have to uh, move in the series. We'll have to wait and see on that. So a lot is up in the air here as we sit midweek, and uh, decisions will need to be made here in the next 24, 48 hours when it comes to all this stuff. So keeping an eye on it. Yeah, a lot of uh, moving around going on in, in sports. So, but uh, yeah, we're still looking at uh, any updates on ECU versus South Florida. As of right now, the update is what it was yesterday. Uh, we've already <clears throat> po- several posts have been made, especially a nice video with our green screen yesterday, letting you know that it is no longer in Tampa. It will be in Boca Raton at the home of FAU, and they are the Owls. And it is no longer seven o'clock. It will be at two thirty. So uh, very proud of you. Yeah. So uh, home and Willie Taggart letting South Florida, who fired him, letting fired him. Great hospitality there from Willie Taggart. Now, I think you're wrong. Pretty sure he left South Florida to take the Oregon job. Okay. That's right. That is right. That's right. I'm gonna be right on this one which has got to be someone wrong and it's me it's me it's unfortunate it's me it works out that way but that's how it works out it's charlie strong that got fired from south florida yeah now now i'm on the right track now i'm on the right track 
right. Um, let's have a quick YouTube discussion. It says we're waiting for 301 September 28, 2022. Are you watching on YouTube? Yeah, I'm watching. Why am I not watching? Am I a boomer? Oh, no. Right, try that right there. Chandler. Try, try that right there. Chandler, I'm a boomer. Try that right there. Oh, did you click no. The, did you click the wrong one? No, I clicked the right one. I guess I clicked it too early. Uh, guy, the bigger guy. I hate saying that. Can't you just have a name? Can I use a name? Can I'm going to just call you John. The bigger guy. Hey, bigger guy. John says, can we interview Cliff and see what he thinks about the weather? Um, oh, you're giving him the name John? Yeah, his uh, name's John. John. Yeah. Good question, John. The big I don't care about John. the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather not a weather guy it's a good thing cliff doesn't play in hurricane season or we might have to bring this up even more than we do oh my gosh but it is in uh spring shower season so we Coach always get a hurricane coming i don't care about the weather <laughs> don't ask me about the weather uh there was some news and let me see if i can pull this up real quick uh regarding cliff and the baseball team and the pirates unite uh campaign uh, longtime Pirate Club members Sarah and Dick Bennett have invested $1 million into the Pirates Unite campaign. It'll be the lead gift for the new baseball building expansion. So that came out today. That is awesome to hear. About a week removed since Cliff Gowen uh, donated $100,000 to the Pirates Unite campaign. Uh, in the release, it says, Today's announcement, another significant milestone in the Pirates Unite campaign. More than $10 million has been generated since the launch in May. So uh, that is awesome. Thanks to Sarah and Dick Bennett for their investment into ECU Athletics and to Pirate Baseball. And it will continue to grow, I have a good feeling, as people will follow suit and the dominoes will fall. That's a good... And the money will rise. Good prediction there. The money will rise. You got to rise to it. Got to rise to the standard. All right, what we do every Wednesday, myself, Chandler, and CJ pick a top 25 team in college football to lose and a top 10 team in college football to lose uh on the year so we have done this for four weeks i'm five and three overall chandler is five and three overall and cj going two and oh last week is five and three overall cj had arkansas losing to a and m yes a and m sure a and m and had wake forest or weak florist as i call them <laughs> losing to clemson and i had the opposite of that game you had wake beating clemson but chandler i'll give you props you picked an upset uh texas tech to beat texas yes well done my friend red rebels baby i had florida losing to tennessee and i had usc losing which i came close to that one but they did not beat oregon state uh john has made the name change to john (laughs) what's up john Hey, John. That a boy, Johnny the Bigger boy. guy, John. Hey, Johnny. Bigger guy, John. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to chime in, please do on Facebook and YouTube. All right. Uh, I almost went back to the old well and picked two top ten teams to lose this week. Because there are some options. Uh, there's a, there's two, maybe three top ten teams that are underdogs this week. So, it's uh, a tasty week yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Um, but I only picked one top 10 and one top 25 to lose. So Chandler, let, well, CJ, you won last week. So let's start with you. Who is your top 10 team going down this week? My top 10 team going down is in a top 10 matchup. 
I will take NC State to fall to Clemson. All right, Chandler, who is your top 10 team to lose this week in college football? Ole Miss is a seven-point favorite at home against Kentucky. I like Lane Kiffin and the Rebels. Give me the Rebels over the Wildcats. How crazy is it that Kentucky is is seventh in the country? Seventh in the country, and they are plus seven dogs on the road. All right. Uh, CJ, Oh, my top ten team to lose this week is the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Uh, CJ, who is your top 25 team to lose this week? This one almost feels like it's on a silver platter, but I just have to take it. We're going to go Alabama over number 20, <clears throat> Arkansas. Despite being at on the road, they are 17.5-point favorites. I've taken uh, silver platter games before. I did it week one, <clears throat> where you guys went away from silver platter games. You wanted a challenge. Um, I-, I will not be silver plattering this week. Okay. But uh, I will certainly allow y'all to do the smart thing and to do it chandler who's your team this has been a sad scene what has been going on at the rose bowl on the west coast mm. nobody's showing up to the games nah. yet the bruins are four and oh on the season yeah they're playing washington this week at the rose bowl i think the fans show up i think ucla shows up they are a two and a half home dog but i'm going the bruins over the huskies give me ucla to beat Washington? To beat Washington, who is 15th ranked in the country. All right. So not taking the silver platter game this week. I, too, am going away from the silver platter. In fact, I'm taking a seven-point favorite that is a top 25 team. I think they're a bit fraudulent. Fugazi, maybe you'd say, mm. if you watch Donnie Brasco. Yeah. I'm taking Wake Forest. To knock off Florida State. I like that pick. I like I, I like that pick. <laughs> Thanks, Chandler. I like that pick. Wake on the road. Disappointing loss of the Tigers at home last week. They're about to put up a boatload of points against the Seminoles. Give me Wake the, over the Knolls. The total in that game. Do you like the total? 65. Oh, I was going to guess. Uh, oh, sorry. I mean, every Wake game is going to look like that. And uh, <coughs> Florida State's pretty good. I've watched them a couple times this year. But uh, give me Wake. And when is that game? 3.30. on ABC. That's what it says, but is that when it's going to be played? Oh, I see what you're That's saying. That's a good question. <laughs> so no, uh, no change to that one as of yet. 3.30 ABC. And no change to Clemson NC State as of yet. I, I think we might see some changes uh, once the – the hurricane you know goes through and you got to see the destruction and and everything that it causes there might be some uh some movements here but we'll see um by the way we were talking earlier um i don't know what robert is kind of referring to he says why disagree wake runs complex offense what are you disagreeing with robert let us know you got to be more specific than that um the hurricane's path is it still supposed to like kind of go all the way through florida and then do another zag out northwest yeah. so it ends up like in the mountains let's go to shirley with the north carolina it has shifted slightly eastward originally Ooh. they had um we don't want uh, that. they had it more towards like boone uh now it's showing it's shifting a little bit further east and uh, it looks like maybe it could hit Charlotte head-on. 
Um, but as it stands right now, that's kind of where the trajectory <clears throat> is. Uh, the where are winds, the Panthers this week, home or away? Oh, at home, four o'clock against the Cardinals. Yeah, hmm. Hmm. Uh, that's gonna. I you know. And look, by the time it gets here, it might be like rain and what thirty mile per hour wind, like you know. Yeah, not it might devastating be devastating conditions, right. but Tough to be outside in, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Play a football game. Yeah, but we're gonna keep a close eye on it because, of course, the spaghetti models have uh, have it kind of going all over the place, um, and it really depends. Really, it depends on what happens after it crosses over Florida and it gets into the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, because it could re-intensify if it slows down long enough to sit over that water. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, it's still a little too early to tell. All right. I'll keep an eye on those spaghetti models. CJ, favorite Italian dish? Ooh. I will go... Alfredo. um, Shrimp. Mm. What am I thinking? Shrimp scampi. Okay. Over a bed of noodles yeah is that italian you know that's a good question i think that's a you know maybe dish. i think i might have just thought noodles and said yeah that's italian <laughs> favorite italian dish uh cheeseburger pizza that's actually P- american pizza yeah yeah i guess robert's disagreeing with my weight pick uh, robert they're a seven point underdog it's an upset pick okay a lot of people probably disagree with it we're going off the beaten path, Robert. Uh, that's the We're point. Going off the beaten path. I have bulls. Okay. We're going off the beaten path. Fettuccine Alfredo for me. Oh yeah, I'm going with you, Charlie. Chicken, chicken Alfredo. My favorite Italian dish is probably sweet and sour chicken from a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> that is Italian. I would like to add. Google tells me that it is indeed an Italian American dish. All oh right. wow, shrimp scampi. So We're going with it. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. We're going with it. You're a bit of a scamp over well, there well, yourself. What is okay at the risk <laughs> of asking a really stupid question? What is scampy? Uh, that's a good question. Mm, CJ, Google that up, please. Uh, Susan Dean says hashtag fire Matt rule. Chandler, you are doing some kind of bit character thing this week where you're like defending Matt rule. Yeah, is and that... that's all a joke, and that is a bit. I am still, I still think Matt rule is a loser, is a loser, complete loser. But I just, I had fun with the, you know, he's the best. You know, let's lighten up. He's back. Matt Rule is back. Oh, can you pull up the uh, Spanish call for oh, yes. the La Visca? Hasta La Visca! La Visca Chenault touchdown. Uh, do we have an update on Scampi? Yes. Scampi is uh, large shrimp or prawn, especially when prepared or cooked. All right, I thought it had something to do with, like, the uh, the sauce or whatever. Me too, but that's... Hashtag me That's too. why we look it up. Wait, what is it? I thought it was something with lo- lobster because I thought that was what I saw in the description. No, I'm really confused. Right. Right I mean, there. it says. Yeah, but shrimp scampi has nothing to do with lobster. No, I was reading the. Oh, wow. There's. Yeah, actually. A Norway lobster. Yeah. It, it, it's another name. Scampi can be called a Norway lobster, but it's a large shrimp. I read one definition and she read the second one. So there are two definitions of scampi. Robert says, go back to college. <laughs> I'm not sure they have a Italian-American dish class in college. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear the Espanol call of the La Visca Chenault. What is this, a catch and run from Sunday? Yes. All right, play it, Chandler. Baker manda sus números. Tiene tiempo. Se deshace de la pelota. Le entre La Visca. La Visca va a romper por fuera. ¡Vamos! ¡Vamos! A la 15. ¡Vamos! A la 20. A la 10. A la 5. Let's 
¡Hasta la vista! 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 ¡Touchdown! 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 Hasta la vista, baby. Why are the Spanish calls so much They're better? The best. Like every Spanish announcer is Gus Johnson. <laughs> I just Sp- how do you say I, I need to go Spanish. back and count how many times Rapido! he said. I just want to count how many times he said touchdown. He's got getting away from the policia speed. Rapido. <laughs> speed. Michael Winstead, he's chiming in on the Italian dish talk. Four cheese lasagna with ground beef. Man, Ooh. lasagna is my fave. Susan Dean says shrimp scampi is small shrimp and herb butter. I think that's what I'm thinking. But we got definitions saying large shrimp. We got small shrimp. Which we, one is it? We need Bubba, bang, bang shrimp. Bubba Gump in here to let us know the truth of the matter. All right. Uh, anything else here on the rundown before we move along? Chandler. Um, we're not a bunch of hockey people, but preseason started. Canes get a preseason win, 5-1. to one. Yeah, I felt bad. I didn't want to tweet about a hurricane crushing Tampa last night. Ooh yeah well played sir wow yeah nobody else thought about that nope when nope. the canes beat the lightning all i think it was a headline saying hurricanes crushed tampa bay like a little too soon not soon very enough. much so too early uh that is back and then the hornets channel hornets 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 they play when I believe intern Pete, who is also a huge, Pete. he's a Charlotte sports fan in itself. What's he up, is Pete? from Charlotte. He said that uh, it should be later on this at the end of the week. First preseason game is 6 a.m. on uh, Thursday. Where is this at? The Warriors are playing the Wizards. Must, 6 a.m. Must be overseas somewhere. Oh. Uh, and the Hornets will play on Sunday against yep. the Celtics. Sunday. So, by the way, Kelly Oubre is on the roster, so I'm back. Yes, I Count know. Me in. I did. I, I was uh, scrolling Instagram the other day, and I saw that at Media Day, and this must be popular throughout the NBA and maybe sports in general. But they, the the tiny mic, the players like grab a tiny mic and they interview other players. And I looked, and I was like, hmm, because last year it was he had the blonde noodle hair. He's gone back to a darker side. So I, at first, I was like, wait a minute. That's Kelly Oubre. That's Mr. Chef's Kiss. And this is what we get excited about with Hornets basketball. Kelly Oubre's hair. Because there's not much else to be. Well, I mean, look. So when I saw that, and when I saw that, because I remembered last week I brought up Hornets basketball, and you said the only way you were going to get back on track is to know where is Kelly Oubre. Is he with the Hornets or not? And when I saw that post, I said, i got to show it to uh, Clip. Because not only are the Hornets back, but Clip is back. I'm with back the for another crap season with no playoffs. Count me in. Count I me am in, baby. All I'm in. Board. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We got to get our flight by Yingling practice report. And I tell you what, you want to go hoops? We'll do a basketball practice report. Let's do it. I'll hear from Mike Schwartz when we return on PRL on a Wednesday. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. State Farm agent Tim Sawyer and his team are having a virtual quoting event this Thursday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m., Want a free quote on your home, auto, or life insurance? Call Tim and his team at 493-0002 to get a quote in less than five minutes. To get great coverage with great rates, call your local State Farm agent, Tim Sawyer, this Thursday at 493-0002. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, back into Pirate Radio Live. A virtual quoting event. Okay. Yes, sir. Tim Sawyer. Take advantage tomorrow. When I think when I hear Tim Sawyer, I think at first great rates. Uh huh. What else do you think of? Um, Tom, Tom Sawyer by Rush. Oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, when I think of Tim Sawyer, yeah, I think of something different. I think of good guy. He's a good guy. Tough league. Good I mean, guy. he's in a tough. Insurance he, is a tough. That's lick. a tough. That's a tough business. Yeah, but good guy. Good guy. Good coverage. Good coverage. Good in, good insurance agent. Good agent. Good rates. Good rates, and then fifth, Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. What you say about his company? Yes, sir. All right. Here's something I don't like. I love Tim Sawyer. <laughs> I love Tim Sawyer too. Something I don't like is when you say something and you're just talking amongst your friends colleagues work i wouldn't call us none of us friends we work together we're forced to be here together i disagree i think we're friends and i, I think I, and i think we're good friends uh well i wouldn't go that far in fact uh I, if i don't ever see any of you outside of this building i would be perfectly fine with that and i would prefer it that way gee clip that's <laughs> awesome that is great to know um <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding of course you're talking to your amigos and then i uh i start scrolling through facebook during the break and uh hey i'm facebook friends with with jenny uh it's pete's birthday pete who uh ballot oh i know i know this person and then i have suggested for you cajun shrimp scampi oh yeah i don't know why you're laughing diabolically shirley they're listening to us they're in our phones they're in our brains they're in our veins they're everywhere that is scary it's scary (laughs) that's very scary that's very that's that's scary alexa play shrimp scampi i don't know what that does why is shrimp scampi all showing up on my phone now it happens all the time i just wanted to talk about it it's those algorithms brother i want to go to my facebook just to see and i, I swear if, I if anything shall, pops shall up we both look on, oh my gosh on chandler jury selection underway in 2020 death on chandler's just gonna say uh, hot dudes and tanks <laughs> i don't why is there Would a speedo commercial if- that would be on your feed, right? Yeah. Talk about your feed. Yeah, it's not on. I have nothing on. Oh my gosh. What you got? What's on yours? We just talked about Tim Sawyer. Yeah. 
I just got an ad for Sawyer's Fun Park. (laughs) (laughs) They're listening, bro. They are in our phones. We can't get away from it, man. We're going to start doing this show like live from the woods in the middle of nowhere. So the the people they're going to hear us. They're everywhere. You think they'll hear us there? Yeah, they're they're everywhere. Dang, man, scary. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide. Nowhere to run to, baby. Nowhere to hide. All right. Well, let's get our flight by Yingling practice report. The next generation of light beer. By the way, let us know uh, your conspiracy theories. We'd love to talk about them today on the show. Uh, the next generation of light beer. Don't just raise a glass. Raise the bar. Flight by Yingling. Available wherever beer is sold. We got a couple of interviews with uh, some football players we can hit, but nothing too much new on the football front since yesterday. So uh, let's get a little hoops in today on the Flight by Yingling ECU report and hear from Mike Schwartz. He talked yesterday to the media, day one of ECU basketball practice. Let's hear uh, part of that. Coach, what's you get started? Uh, how things are looking right now preseason? Well, it's an exciting time. This is a good time of year, I think, around the country. Everyone's really excited to have the you know first day of practice. Some teams actually started yesterday, but because of the way the days work out for us, you get 30 opportunities to practice or scrimmage uh, within a 42-day period before your first game. So uh, practice number one, we're ready for the, the next step. We've had summer, fall, and, and now we're here in the regular season. It's great. You guys have had workouts. How has kind of the, the acclimation process been through that period? Do you feel like you're in a decent spot going into practice? Yeah, you know, I hope we're in a better than decent spot. But, you know, I, I, we're going to get healthy right now, hopefully. We've been a little banged up through the fall. Um, a couple injuries that were nagging at the end of summer kind of lingered into the fall. feel like we're getting back there right now, Stephen. And um, the biggest thing that we tried to establish is what we wanted to do on the defensive end this fall. Um, and, and the conditioning aspect of the pace of play that we want on both sides of the ball. So I think we're getting close, uh, but we have such a long way to go, obviously. And today we, we start the next chapter. seems like recruiting has gone pretty good early on here, especially considering you haven't played a game yet. Yeah, I mean, recruiting is always just, you know, it's, it's the bloodline of any program. And so that never stops. And it doesn't matter if you're in the offseason, the summer, the preseason. It doesn't make a difference. Recruiting doesn't stop in terms of trying to do what's best for the program and making sure that our, our guys and our staff does such a great job getting out there and evaluating and, and getting a chance to, you know, see potentially uh, future players, your future student athletes. And so uh, that's been nice that we've gotten off to a good start. New staff, so many new players. Like each day of practice, it was like it's going to be so valuable, not only for you guys, but the players to kind of establish themselves. Is that kind of the, the message right now? Yeah, you know, and I don't think we're anywhere near having a rotation what we want. I, I think we're still at the point where everybody is competing, and, and competition is what we need to be about. Every day we have to find a way to get better. Every day we have to find a way to compete at a higher and higher level. Nothing's been established through the summer and through the fall. Some guys have been had a little bit have had stronger summers than others and some guys have made some headway but in terms of what's been established i think we have a really long way to go coach what's the status of winston tabs how's his recovery been looking like he's getting he's getting there he's getting there he has not been fully cleared yet but he is back working out and he, he's on the court and he's doing really well it's just going to take some time to get him back on the court in live play and and in terms of bone-on-bone contact stuff coach you guys showed some new uniforms off last week kind of to a lot of fanfare with the script across the front was that something that was already in development before you got here or is that something your team put together uh 
you know, and I think that script has been here forever. I think that's something that's great about ECU. I think what we did as a, a program and as a staff is we tapped back into it. Uh, we really loved it. We loved the color combination. We loved the script. So we went ahead and moved forward with that. But as far as the script, by no means are we that uh, we responsible for that. That's ECU, and that's this great you know logo and brand that this university has, and we were fortunate enough to take advantage of it. You guys pretty, seem pretty fired up about it. Were they excited about the change? I think so. I think uh, ho- hopefully we can uh, play as good as we think we look. <laughs> is that a Lakers combo? Was that just by accident? It just happened? I don't know if it's by accident, but here's what I'd say. I think the Lakers have a great uniform. I think we have the best colors there are in college athletics in the purple and gold. So we were able to mesh the two, and, and it worked out that way. You, you talked a lot about defense. Have any guys shown ability to score consistently and work out this far from, from your team yet? Yeah, there's been guys. We've had guys that have had, you know, more consistent stretches scoring the basketball. I mean, if you know, just specifically, I think Javon's had a really good summer and fall scoring the basketball. Uh, Quentin DeBunge has had a good, you know, when he was he missed a little bit with a with a slight injury, but when he was in there, he scored the ball pretty well. I think Caleb, the freshman from Los Angeles, has done a nice job scoring the basketball, and you know, some different guys have stepped up here and there. Uh, Benjamin Bael has done a good job scoring the ball. R.J. went through a, R.J. Felton went through a good spell this summer, but it has not been as consistent as we hope it's going to get. Um, but again, defensively is where our focus has been early. Are these few, first few practices really just kind of about, you know, internal competition as well? And just, you know, even for you, just to kind of get a good sense of what these guys can do? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't think that's ever going to stop, whether it's the first two practices or whether we're in midseason in January in AAC play. I think competition is always going to be at the core of what we're doing in terms of the guys. I don't think anybody can ever get comfortable in terms of where they're at. Uh, that's coaching staff. That's players. I think we're always evaluating, but there's no doubt about it. Anytime you go from the preseason to the regular season, I think competition goes to another level because I think the guys know that minutes and playing time and rotation is all it's close now I mean we're 42 to 42 days away from playing our first game how are you doing trying to build chemistry on the fly within this team you know what I don't know if you can have this uh, blueprint other than spending a lot of time together which we do as a team we spend a lot of time together as a staff with our players um, it's more than just being on the court and it's also on the court beyond practice so I think it's got to happen a little bit naturally and, and hopefully it's happened that way we've done things outside of, of practice where we've done team events but this is the fun part the fun part is trying to build that culture build that team unity and hopefully we have a good cohesive group right now talk about tabs is there a chance it could be ready like you know by the end of this year is it more like looking towards like january february like that sort of time frame for him to be back you know i think we tried early steven to to pinpoint a day or or a time and i think we're not quite there yet i think hopefully we'd love for him to be early uh ready early in non-conference play just don't know yet kind of when he takes that next step when he gets on the court with the guys and i don't think we're too far away from that but in terms of his readiness to to compete and and be in uh, full contact i think we'll just have to wait and see right now How's the, the competition going at point guard? Or like, who do you you know expect to compete there for playing time? I think right now, uh, you know, the guys that have kind of established themselves as a point guard on this roster have been uh, Javon Small plays a lot of the point this in the off season so far. Uh, Caleb LeCount has played a lot of point guard, and Jaden Walker, who's been dealing with a couple nagging injuries, and you know he should be coming back real soon. He plays uh, on the ball some, but you know. I think all three guys have the ability to play on and off the ball, so we may have to do it a little bit by committee where we have multiple guys, but I would also love to have two or three point guards on the floor at the same time, so it's something that I think that could be the bonus part about it. 
kind of piggybacking off of that, but on the other end of the of the ball, uh, centers. How are your big men developing as far as guys in the paint? Yeah, you know that's probably you look on paper. Obviously, where we're our thinnest uh, in the front court at the five. We, you know, we have Luigi, and Luigi is a true center, and he's got the experience. But after that, we're really young. Uh, we're young. We have mostly freshmen in at that spot. Brandon Johnson's had a good, uh, you know, off-season camp in the summer and in the fall, playing at the four spot. But we're gonna—that's gonna be something that I don't know if we'll hit our full stride with where we're at in the front court until we get closer to our first game, and, and who knows, maybe even in the conference play. But between uh, you know Ezra Osar and Valentino Pinedo and Elijah Jones and Brandon Johnson and Luigi, you know, those five guys. And very likely we're going to have to size down a little bit and play one of our bigger wings at the four spot and, and go that kind of route. And that's just, but that can be an advantage too. We just have to get to that. How do you feel the buy-in has been out of the guys so far, Coach? Fantastic. I feel really excited about that. If the uh, if the results are what the buy-in has been, then it's going to be a great year. Do you take your guys around maybe some of the other programs here, maybe to a football game or, or just to being around those type of envir- environments? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think being a part of other ECU athletics and being around other coaches and other student athletes, I think this is what it's about. This is what college is about. So, yeah, absolutely. We've been to multiple football games together. I know our guys have been to baseball games back in the spring when the baseball team was was on their run. So I think this whole this what makes this place special is that there's this unbelievable camaraderie amongst the community, the student athletes, the, you know, within the university and our guys take full advantage of it and, and we as coaches do too how are you adjusting to greenville i love it greenville's an awesome place and i'm just excited that we're here september 27th practice number one and i feel like uh november 8th is right around the corner what do you think the atmosphere is going to be like november 8th for your first game we we'll see what it's like for the first practice here uh kind of calm what do you think the first game will be like i hope it is a uh, gold out i hope we got eight thousand people in here all the whole building being in gold and that's what we're going to push for Coach, with season speaking at season tickets are now on sale. Uh, so how do you get Pirate Nation? You were talking about the buy-in for the team, which is going well, which is awesome. What about for Pirate Nation? How do we get fans here? Well, you know, I, I, hopefully that they're excited about this this ball club and our student athletes more than anything. Hopefully they're just excited to come see them. That you know, there's six returning guys and guys have not been able to see Winston Tabs yet on the court, and hopefully sooner than later he will be. I think we got an exciting group of young guys, uh, whether it be freshmen or transfers, that hopefully the community is excited about. We have as awesome of a student fan base as there is, so hopefully that kind of gets the ball rolling and, you know, and, and kind of the general fan base wants to come in here and they know we're going to have a great student section. But you just look at football, you look at what Coach Houston's doing, you look at soccer, you look at what Coach Higgins is doing, you look at what baseball and what they did in the spring. So we got a great fan base. Now we got to do our job and get them in here and get excited so they, they enjoy their time when they're in Minji's. Ezra Osar, we kind of know his talent level, at least coming out of high school. How, how has his transition been, you know, early in college workouts? It's been good. You know, I think with, with Ezra, the biggest thing is is that he, he can't just rely solely on his physical ability to have success. And I think that's all freshmen. I think all freshmen that are at this level are here because they've had success. They've had success in high school. They've had success in club basketball. So Ezra is very physically gifted. He's made good strides. He's gotten better and better. But there's another level mentally that I know he wants to get to there's another level execution wise there's another level when you realize you're on the court with guys with the same physical attributes you have the same size the same athleticism but that's no different than any freshman in the country and Ezra's doing a good job with that and we need him to we need him to continue to want to grow where hopefully by January we don't look at any of our freshmen that are playing as freshmen because we're going to need some impact from them.
you know, you've seen a lot of these players just mostly on film or even recruiting. So when you get to see them with your own eyes, I mean, what I guess what kind of things are you looking for when you can see them up close in person? In terms of the guys that are here now? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I mean, one, a couple of the things that are a little bit more difficult to evaluate in recruiting is how consistently hard someone plays, their effort, their tenacity, their intensity. Some of those things, you know, you can see it and you're watching a game and you go to a practice but we get to see it every day now. We get to see it when they're having good days, when they're not having a good day, when they're struggling with something, when they got something off the court that might be distracting them. And I think that's when you really realize. So I think across the country, everybody's trying to get their teams to understand that when you step in between the lines, when you get to practice, whatever's going on off the court, which all of our student athletes in all sports have a lot going, that they have to find a way to be locked in physically, mentally, in the, in the maximum effort. And that's where you got to grow as a team because it, you know, no team has it figured out yet. Were you pretty happy with how the schedule came together? I know you had a lot of work to do when you took the job. Are you pretty happy with that? Yeah, excited about the schedule. I think it's going to be a great non-conference schedule. Uh, I think the the mentality is always a really strong non-conference schedule to try and get us ready for one of the toughest conferences in America when we get to conference play come come December 28th, First Temple. So um, I think absolutely, you know, I mean, we, we wanted to have a challenging schedule. We hope we have strong home games. We have strong road games. We have a neutral game. We have a tournament to go play in in Florida. So we hope it prepares us for a really rigorous uh, conference schedule. Mike Schwartz fired up, ready to go year one, ECU head basketball coach. And uh, a couple of things there, Stephen Igo is uh, is hyping up. Ezra Osar, I'll have to get the pronunciation of his name when Igo joins us at 5 o'clock, but we'll ask him why he's so excited about that young man. Um, also, it was uh, pretty comical that Troy D. asked what he expects the Mengees to be like, and Mike Schwartz said, I want uh, a gold out, everybody in gold. So Troy already being told what to wear to Mengees, and I uh, can't wait to get his thoughts on that Thursday uh, when he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. So there was Mike Schwartz on our Flight by Yingling practice report next generation of light beer don't just raise a glass raise the bar flight by yingling wherever beer is sold we'll continue on with our practice report and switch over to football when we return and hear from east carolina wide receiver jalen johnson monster game against the monarchs of old dominion found the end zone against campbell and uh, we'll get his thoughts on the first four games of this east carolina season we'll hear from the Pirate Wide Receiver when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Uh, They have a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles. Plus, they offer service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington. Or you can go online at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I have not done any research on this. And I'll just assume it to be true for the uh, sake of this segment and we being at Pirate Radio. 
Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Quarterback Jacksonville Jaguars. Shirley, who was the last Jaguars player to be AFC Offensive Player of the Week? I'm just going to throw it out there. Gardner Minshew. Hmm. Interesting guess. Chandler, what do you got? Blake Bortles. All right. I was thinking maybe a uh, MJD in all those years. But, uh, and again, I have not researched this at all. This is from somebody on Twitter who was not affiliated with East Carolina. I think affiliated with the Jaguars. Said the last Jaguar to be named AFC Offensive Player of the Week was David Garrard. See, I was going to say David Garrard. God, that's a long time. But that's what I was, that's what I was saying. Like, <laughs> I, there's, I was thinking that it's been at least before the David Garrard days. I wonder if I, if I Google. The a, last Offensive Player of the Week? Yeah. Holy cow. They haven't had they haven't had one in that long. Holy cow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Just to put it in perspective, name the last Miami Dolphin that was an offensive player of the week. Well, that probably was last week. Either Tua, Tyreek, or Waddle. Oh yeah, yeah. Had to be. I'm talking about prior to this year. Um me, 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 me. Ricky Williams. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably Ricky Williams. Dan Marino. Uh, was Brandon Marshall good down there? Did he play there? Or did I make that up? I don't know. Probably Ricky Williams. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can find out if that is true or not. But uh, if so, that is a long time ago. Players of the week, Pro Football Reference. Oh, is geez. that a reference? This is a reference. And uh, this goes back a long ways. David Garrard, this is what it said, 2010. So that would be, uh, I think that might be right. I'm surprised like Maurice Jones-Drew or somebody didn't get it. Or like one of the Minshew Mania Weeks or something. But anyway, there's that. All right, back to our Flight by Yingling practice report. Uh, Shirley, let's hear from Jalen Johnson. He met with the media yesterday. Jalen uh, in his first year here at East Carolina, coming over from Georgia. And, you know, he had some questions just because he didn't get on the field a lot. And it makes sense. You've got all those blue chippers and uh, stars down there in Athens. And Jalen kind of waiting for his moment. And it was not going to happen there in Georgia. So he transferred here. And again, we saw him go off in the game against old dominion and he scored a touchdown against campbell on the year jalen johnson has 15 catches 188 yards and one score and here he is with the media on tuesday jalen how has the team bounced back from you know what was clearly a difficult ball saturday um i feel like i mean you gotta just be in the moment obviously it was a disappointing loss we know we should have won that game but with practice being on Sundays, it is after the game. I mean, we don't got time to sit around and pout. We're on the USF and trying to get a win. Is it nice to have that? Because even in a win, you can also kind of move on. But in a loss, you can sort of do the same thing. Is it just nice to watch that? Yeah, that's definitely um, a good thing about having practice the next day. And just we get to watch the film, clean up the mistakes, uh, figure out what we did right, what we did wrong, and then we're just on to the next. Watching Navy, I mean, they do so much different stuff defensively. Like, what can you all learn from? Seeing a team play y'all like that, where they're doing so much stuff on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I feel like with a team like that, you just gotta take what they give you. Cause 
they're trying to uh, eliminate the big plays, the deep down the field. I mean, obviously they know that we've got weapons all over the offense, so I'm pretty sure that's what they, that was their game plan, just to stop us, like eliminate the big plays. And I guess you could say it worked for most of the game, but now we just got to know like when they do give us the opportunity, when we got man coverage or when we got they don't have high safeties, we got to just take our shots. I feel like we got to land them. Did it feel like you guys were able to start breaking through? Because in that you know fourth quarter and even overtime, you guys were finding some points. Like, did it just feel like finally something was clicking? Yeah, I feel like um, we got going a little bit um, late in the game, but I feel like it was good just to face that adversity. I mean, because nobody ever gave up on each other, and then we were always like having a good mindset, positive mindset, thinking about what we can do. And now I think that with that game, we'll learn how to start even faster, even with teams who are playing us like that. What have you um, watched film from South Florida? What have you seen um, that might be different from maybe? Um, I feel like they play a lot more man coverage. Like they trust their athletes more. They're gonna um, put their corners on islands because I guess they've got belief in their defensive players as they should. I mean, they recruited them for a reason. So I feel like they just play more true, like man, single high. They're just giving you the opportunities. Somebody's got to make a play, either him or me. Do you look kind of forward to being in that one-on-one scent a little more often? Oh, yeah. I, um, I look forward to that a lot. I mean, as a receiver, you got to love man coverage because, I mean, it's just you versus him. It's mano y mano. So, I mean, best man is going to win. When you say, like, when you notice that none of the team kind of quit on each other, is that – I don't know if that was similar at your other spots, but like, does that sort of just kind of reaffirm like you like where you're at now? And oh yeah, definitely. Um, good teams they're never gonna give up on each other. They're always gonna be player led, not coach led too. So, I feel like we we've got like good leaders on this team who they're not gonna let us just sit around pout, uh, think that the season's over because it's far from over. Um, everything we want, as in a conference championship, is still in front of us, and I think it's still um, maintainable. Four games in. Talk about your transition here and Isaiah, some of the new offensive linemen. Are you starting to get to comfort zone with this offense? Because I know it's always a work in progress. Are you starting to feel that comfort zone? Yeah, um, I'm starting to feel more comfortable because I honestly feel like I haven't shown anybody really what I can do um, at my highest yet. Like, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. I've got way more to show. So I feel like. With um, all the guys coming in, we're all like gelling, we're all clicking. I feel like this is the time of the year where like you really get rolling. Is that also kind of chemistry with Holton and how that's grown since you've gotten here? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, because we put in a lot of work over the summer, um, just throwing, running routes, but you can't simulate game reps. So, I mean, this is what, that was our fourth game with each other. So. Each game, we're getting more and more comfortable. We're getting, we're learning what he likes to do, what I like, how I want it, how he wants me to run the route. So I feel like um, we'll be way better the rest of the season. I guess I asked Mike the wrong way, but you guys have been really great in the red zone getting touchdowns each week leading up to this week. You got one and needed more. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what kind of needs to change in the red zone, I guess, uh, coming out of the Navy game, or what happened in the red zone in the Navy? Um, I feel like when you're in the red zone, you got to walk away with points every time. And hopefully it's seven points, not three. But um, I feel like in the red zone, those it's not as much field. So you got to be really like, your technique has to be on point. You got to run the right depth. Everybody's got to gel. Like, pass protection has got to be there. So I feel like 
If we just focus on red zone, which we work on Wednesdays, and we really master the game plan, we should be able to um, score even more in the red zone. Is that the chemistry thing you were kind of talking about, too? Um, I mean, you can always say that because having uh, more team chemistry is always going to make you more successful on the field. But, shoot, a lot of programs, I mean, 70% scoring in the red zone is elite. So you're never going to be 100%, but that's the goal. But, I mean... Yeah, I guess if we just develop more chemistry, we'll even get our percentages up even higher in the red zone. Yeah, Keaton always going to help. All right, there is Jalen Johnson, uh, the East Carolina receiver. Pirates have been good in the red zone this year, both uh, offensively and defensively. We'll need that to show up coming up Saturday, 2.30, when they take on South Florida in Boca Raton. We'll be with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. 10 30 a.m looking forward to being with you all day on saturday before the game uh after the game and uh maybe even during the game if we're here watching the game uh in the studio we might uh pop on youtube and facebook live and you can uh watch the game with us coming up on saturday all right let's take a break we'll come back hour two prl in that hour we'll hear from the voice of jeff charles also patrick mason from the daily reflector steven Igo still set to join us here on a wednesday as well a lot to get to when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Wednesday. A lot of different ways you can listen and watch us. You can check us out on YouTube, Facebook Live. Uh, Folks on YouTube chiming in, I asked about conspiracy theories earlier. John says uh, the NBA is trying to screw the Hornets because they are jealous of Michael Jordan. And that is why they put all this hype about Frank the Tank and Cody Zeller. And we drafted these fellas, and then we lost. That is uh, his conspiracy. I have talked about this. Interesting. That's not interesting at all. I've talked about this a million times. The Hornets have made their own bad luck in drafts. They've also got some very, very bad luck in the process. I'll briefly go over it again off the top of my head. The Hornets are... The Bobcats came uh, back a year after the stacked LeBron, D. Wade, Bosch draft. And you'd like to think they would have got one of those stars. If they were uh, Carmelo, I left him out. They would have got one of those stars to be a building block on the team if they would have just came out one year earlier. Or if the players would have all came out one year later. That would have worked out for Charlotte. Who knows what would have been. Instead, they're out the next year, and they don't get the number one pick. The expansion team uh, picks second, so the Magic get Dwight Howard, and we get Omeka Okafor, who was the rookie of the year, but I think we could all agree we'd rather have 
Howard than Okafor. Then you've got the Hornets in the strike-shortened season had the worst winning percentage in NBA history, or the Bobcats, I'm sorry, and the ping pong balls didn't go their way so they get the second pick was that the year we went seven game? we went we won seven games they didn't get anthony davis they were forced to take well they weren't forced to take him but they had the second pick and they took michael kidd gilchrist <laughs> what a doozy and we miss out on anthony davis so like we missed out on lebron slash carmelo i'm pretty sure we you missed miss out on dwight howard and then you miss out on anthony davis if you go back just a few years i believe we missed out on donovan mitchell no, 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 no. In these cases, we missed out on them in things that weren't the Hornets-Bobcats control. They missed out on Donovan Mitchell because they didn't draft him. That was in their control. They drafted, who was it that year? Uh, Malik Monk. Yeah. They could have drafted Donovan Mitchell. That was in their control. Drafting Adam Morrison. But you're was, literally the worst team in the NBA, and with the lottery, that it, it, what it is, you get – pretty much screwed and then that year that we actually had things go our way when we had a little chance to get in the top three it went our way and we got Lamella, which looks like that was that worked out in our favor yes can't argue with that one but drafting adam morrison and frank the tank and zeller noah vonley like all these high you know they the year they went all carolina with uh felton and may which felton was was okay sean may kind of like ate himself out of the league uh they have had numerous misses so some of it's been their fault most of it's been their fault some of it has been out of their control uh michael says can anyone find out if the newly designed football jerseys will be available for purchase i mean that question has been asked a million times i mean i know they're aware of it i don't have the answer uh currently but i know that that would be a hot item because i've seen that asked quite a bit uh cameron says clip needs to shave that mustache asap what's wrong with it i don't know cameron do you not cameron what's wrong with it you think i'd be cuter without it what would you like me to wear how would you like me to look cameron maybe some sideburns maybe get a haircut get it spiked up for you would that look nice what about a goatee have you ever gone with a goatee before like a full like i'm a 40 year old white guy goatee yes <laughs> i don't think so i don't think it's... you want to try that out next time mm, i don't think so just like for a day i like i used to go with the like um fred durst kevin garnett uh chin i don't want to say what we call them but chin hairs yeah yeah used to go with that a lot uh but yeah uh, I'll get rid of the mustache eventually. Uh, it's just something I'm doing at the moment. I've had the same beard structure since I was a freshman in college. I think you should go mustache, but you're scared to do it. No. I don't think that'll look good for to me. I mean, I don't look good in general anyway. Right. So what's the difference? You got a point. Yeah. You got a point. You're like, you're worried you won't get chicks with the mustache. Well, how are you doing in that department <laughs> yeah, right not, now? Not doing good. Yeah, I mean, mix it up, man. It's fun to mix it up. It's fun to do different things. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pitt Electric Live Line. Pitt Electric's hiring. If you want to join their team, you can do so. Go to pittelectric.com and talk to the voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us today here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how are you doing on this Wednesday? 
Cliff, I'm doing great. I thought we were going to Tampa, but it looks like we're going to Boca Raton, and we've got our fingers crossed that uh, the Pirates will leave on Friday afternoon and be able to get down there and play the game Saturday at 2.30. It's uh, not a normal week for sure, and uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly what transpires. As you well know and our listeners well know, that that hurricane, Hurricane Ian, is a, an absolute monster in the state of Florida, but it looks like the brunt of it won't get to the Boca Raton area. They're certainly going to feel the effects of it today. I know there's a tropical storm warning out as we speak. But, uh, my goodness, those poor folks in the Fort Myers, Sarasota, Tampa areas on the, the west side, they're getting hammered. No doubt, Jeff. And uh, as far as you know right now, is uh, the team, are, are you guys heading out Friday? Uh, is it kind of a normal, I know you're not going to your original destination, but as far as the timing of the flight and everything goes? Well, I've not heard exactly when the flight's going to leave yet, Clip, but as a rule, when things are normal, the Pirates on a Friday afternoon will usually leave 1 or one thirty somewhere in there in Greenville. Uh, they like to get to the destination by 3.30 or so. Uh, the hotel and the visiting city. So I'm sure that's what they want to do, whether we'll be able to do that. I I think the biggest concern is uh, the equipment truck. Now, I'm not exactly yeah. sure what's going on at ECU with that. Uh, but, uh, my goodness, when you look at these models, I mean, is I-95 even going to be open in Florida to drive the truck down there? I mean, I, I don't even know at this point. I don't think anybody does. So, you know, that, that that's a concern, I would think. Uh can you fly all the equipment down there? I don't know the answer to that. But I'm sure the people at ECU and USF, they've got their thinking caps on trying to think all of this through. And we're keeping an eye on it as far as how it's going to affect North Carolina. And, if the, and look, these things can shift minute by minute, hour by hour. But if we're, we're following the models, looks like it's going to kind of roll through western North Carolina. And if it stays west, that, that might be good for flight travel back here in the east, Jeff. But I, I, I want to say, was it a South Florida game? And uh east carolina went down to to play the bulls and and tried to return back in a hurricane and kind of got caught up uh years ago do you remember that oh i do remember that I remember it like it was yesterday clip and quite frankly it was not a good decision that was made by the ecu administration at the time i i'm just still scratch my head as to why we even did that but the game is over in tampa you get all of these reports that things are not good, you know, in Virginia and North Carolina and the Mid-Atlantic area. And for whatever reason, they put everybody on an airplane and flew up this way. And the plane could not land in Greenville or Raleigh or Kinston. And so we ended up in Richmond, Virginia. And that's where they could put the plane down. So we're in Richmond, Virginia, and they were able to get buses. And we had five buses, believe it or not. Five buses driving around in southern Virginia in a hurricane trying to find a place to get off and stay, and we ended up dividing the team up into I don't know how many different areas and staying at I don't know how many different hotels. (laughs) Can you imagine a traveling party of probably 125 people or more, and you're trying to find hotel rooms at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning in a hurricane? So... Again, that was not a good decision. Thank goodness that everybody survived it. And I remember going to a hotel in southern Virginia, and we just basically got off the road, off the bus, and we were in the hotel literally for maybe four or five hours to get a little sleep and then got right back up and 
got on the, the bus and came came back to Greenville then on Sunday morning. Yeah, well, it'll all be part of Jeff Charles's uh, New York Times best-selling book one day when uh, when you write down all this Best stuff, Jeff. Selling book. I don't know about New York Times clip. <laughs> uh jeff charles joining us today on the pit electric live line uh voice east carolina coming off a loss against navy and a frustrating loss there really seemed like east carolina had some momentum going offensively and that uh took a step back give credit to to navy's defense but man jeff uh, i feel like our defense east carolina's defense did enough to win that game and uh offense uh i don't know didn't come through the other night and another Owen Daffer missed field goal at the end of the game, but as a lot of folks said on the fifth quarter, maybe shouldn't have come down to that. So uh, what did you see uh, Saturday night there at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium? Well, Clip, I saw a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda. And, uh, yeah, it was a bitter pill to swallow. I think Pirates fans have had a hard time, too, because ECU is like a 16-17 to 17 point favorite. And they lost the game. But you and I talk about this, and we talked about it last week. I, I was very concerned with the game with Navy because I think I mentioned that I thought they were a wounded animal coming in here at 0-2. And we know what the history has been between ECU and, and Navy football. It's always been a tough nut for the Pirates. So I was expecting really the kind of game that we got. I thought going into it, the Pirates could find a way to win it. But I was not surprised that, you know, it's a 17-17 ball game in the fourth quarter. That didn't surprise me at all. Now, ECU had, had chances and, you know, a couple of, Turnovers were huge. You can't turn the ball over at your minus 25-yard line, or you can't turn it over on your last drive to potentially win the game, and those things come back to bite you, and you know what, and and that's what happened. And you're, you're right, I feel for Owen Daffer. He probably shouldn't have been in that position. Then, you know, it's it's a game of inches, as we know, Clip, and I know in talking with folks who have really looked at the, the field goal and the trajectory of it, I mean, you're talking literally inches. It was inches away from that upright. So, you know, the kick goes another foot, and you go into, you know, a triple overtime situation to have a chance to win. But you always look back at a half a dozen or eight, ten plays that change things, and, and that's what happened last week. So two and two now coming out of September. And, Cliff, every one of these games, you've been around this long enough to know, anytime you play a conference game, it's going to be a dogfight. And, this game with South Florida coming up on Saturday, if it's played, we hope it is. And it's going to be a very, very tough game to win. Uh, it's a game on the road. I always say USF looks good coming off the bus yeah. because they're a major college football program with Florida athletes. They just have not been able to put it together. They've got talent, but Jeff Scott's only 4-21 and now in his tenure at USF. So, you know, they've really struggled to win games. But you just have to feel like one of these times the light bulb's going to come on and, and the very good players, the talented players they have, will go out and play a, a really good football game like they did against Florida. They must have had a mental letdown last week when Louisville blew them out. But they had a number of key players out of that game, too, that, as we understand it, are going to be back for the East Carolina game. So this is uh, don't look at the record. Don't look at one and three and say, well, you know, this team's not very good. The Pirates have beaten them the last two years. Every game is a dogfight, and this is going to be another tough game on the road coming up this weekend. Talked to Jim Lauk earlier this week, Jeff, and uh, he said uh, basically he's glad he's calling these games and not being paid to pick these games, or or he would have been fired because uh, I brought up East Carolina Navy and then Tulane and uh, what they've done the last couple weeks, and then South Florida. He said he was shocked at the way BYU manhandled USF. 
and then for them to turn around and almost win in florida then get blown out by louisville and he did mention all the players out last week but said that week to week it is a crapshoot and uh, that's what we're going to see in the american that's what we're going to see in all these ecu games so you're right i mean it's a nice basis to go off of looking at the stats looking at the standings looking at what's happened recently trends and all that but man once you kick it off none of that stuff matters at all it doesn't matter at all clip it's uh all bets are off you know what i mean and that's going to be the case with this game with usf and then it's going to be the case next week against tulane and when memphis comes in here it's going to be the same thing yeah these conference games these are tough tough games to win i i don't care who you are unless you know you're like cincinnati was last year where they just dominated just about everybody they played but uh, if you're not that dominant, nationally ranked kind of team in the AAC, there's just very little difference talent-wise with any of these teams. And they all have their own weaknesses and their own strengths. And unless, again, you're just one of these teams that every so often, like a Cincinnati, literally is one of the best teams in the country, it's, it's, it's just tough to win a conference game on a given Saturday. So that's going to be the way it's going to be uh, the rest of the way out and. You know, as we all know, BYU's the lone non-conference game, and that's going to be a tough game, too, going out there. and They're the 19th-ranked team in the country. They're playing now on Thursday night against Utah State. So I'm certainly going to watch that game and get a good look at uh, BYU. But I think I pretty much know what you're going to get because yeah. you even watch the game because of that prolific offense. And they're just a bear, as you know, Cliff. They're a bear to stop. Jeff Charles joining us, Pit Electric Live Line, here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, if you... Uh, need your spirits picked up tomorrow uh, on Thursday. I, I got the the right place for you to go, and that's Pirate Radio Live because we'll be talking to Cy si Seymour. He's going to join us for the first time uh, as we get ready for some basketball. The first practice yesterday for Mike Schwartz and uh, Jeff Cy si is going to be fired up. I know, ready to go for another basketball season, and always enjoy his optimism, his positivity, and really just his love for for basketball in East Carolina. It's uh it's refreshing to talk to, and uh, each and every year we enjoy our chats with Cy. Si. I know you uh, have enjoyed all your millions of chats with Cy si over the years. Oh, absolutely. He's a dear friend, as you know, and we, we worked the games together for, for years, and then Cy si decided to step aside with the radio work and just do the home games on television last year. But, uh, yeah, he's he's always optimistic about pirate basketball, and I'm, I'm glad that somebody is out there, Cliff, because we've talked about that before, but uh, it's going to be an interesting year because they have so many new players and there's going to be a lot of fresh blood in, uh, new players, new coaches, new head coach. So there'll be some, some curiosity this year for sure. Jeff Charles joining us, Jeff, uh, as we look to this college football weekend, NC State and Clemson, a marquee game, and everything's kind of, you're, you're holding your breath, right, to see what can take place and when it'll take place. And East Carolina, of course, moved to Boca Raton. I think the what florida state uh florida they're all kind of shifting around uh they're going to play sunday or thursday or so it's uh it's one of those crazy weekends we see it every year it's affected us plenty of times so you're just kind of holding your breath waiting to see uh what will transpire with this storm and and how it will affect uh football this weekend yeah no doubt about that south carolina's playing tomorrow night clip uh their game has been rescheduled with south carolina state they're playing that game in Columbia on Thursday night at 7. I guess they figured they could get it in tomorrow night uh, better than waiting until the weekend. So, yeah, it's going to be one of those weekends, and you're right, we've been there before, but everything's kind of topsy-turvy. And, again, I'm just keeping my fingers crossed the Pirates can play this weekend. And 
you know, as as we understand it, as we speak, uh, the the game is on, and the Pirates are making plans to go to Boca Raton and play at Florida Atlantic Stadium. I've never been to FAU's stadium. I have seen it because a number of years ago, the Pirates played basketball against FAU, and so we had a chance to walk around the campus and the basketball and football facility are relatively close together. So it's, you know, relatively new field, Howard Schnellenberger Field. You may remember Coach Schnellenberger started the program at, at FAU, and so his name is on the facility. And just a couple of days I was in Boca Raton clip. I mean, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. It really is. Uh, it's right there, of course, uh, on the ocean on the east coast side of Florida, and uh, it, it is really, really nice. So I can understand why you know, kids would want to go to school at, at FAU. Boca is really a beautiful city. And this, and and I, I think I know the answer to this now. We were talking about it earlier this week. There was one stadium you went to down there, and you called the game like from the end zone corner. That was FIU, not FAU, correct? Thank goodness, <laughs> and we're not going there yeah. because my colleagues and I we all talk about that all the time about what a horrible place that is to broadcast from because we, we weren't even in the press box. We were under a tent in the end zone trying to broadcast the game, and that's where they were putting radio networks at the time, and it was an almost impossible situation to broadcast the game. But like everything, we find a way to do it and get through it. There you go. Jeff Charles uh, joining us. Jeff, uh understand you were on the uh, Believe Big podcast and uh, a really neat deal there. And uh, what, what's that all about, Jeff? Well, the Believe Big podcast, and you're right, it is up and it is online. What Believe Big is, Cliff, is it's an advocacy nonprofit organization out of Baltimore. And I've become friends with those folks uh, over the years during my cancer journey. And a young lady by the name of Ivelisse Page, who's become such a good friend, uh, she's the one that founded this company and uh, this organization, and she uh, is a cancer survivor herself who believes in mistletoe therapy, and you've heard me and a lot of our listeners talk about mistletoe down through the years. Well, she's just doing wonderful work, and it's a remarkable organization, and uh, she does a podcast with someone each and every week, and she asked me to do one with her this week. So for those folks who are interested in information regarding cancer, and also a message of hope and inspiration. I would certainly ask them to go to the podcast. Here's how they can find it, Clip. It's at Believe Big Podcast at Buzzsprout.com. And if they go to that, uh, it is the interview I did with, with her. And, uh, you know, we just talked about my cancer journey. And again, we just put some information out there. Uh, and I think anybody who is who is struggling with cancer, who has a friend or has a family member that is going through it right now, hopefully it can be a source of inspiration to those folks and even more importantly provide some great information as to how people can uh, look at an alternative approach to cancer and utilize mistletoe therapy, which for me has been absolutely wonderful and for a lot of other people who have had cancer. So, again, I wanted to give that out. Let me give that address out again, Cliff folks, because you know, a lot of people listening to us have gone over the years to, uh, to some of these websites that I have recommended they go to. And again, it's uh, Believe Big Podcast at buzzsprout.com. And that's uh, where they can find it. It runs, I think, about 
25 minutes or so. Yeah, and Jeff, actually, I, I've typed it into my uh, my podcast here, and I have an Android phone, but uh, on my podcast site, if you type in Believe Big Podcast, it'll pull up Jeff Charles, 27 minutes, one day ago, and then I typed it up here on my computer, Apple Podcast, and uh, you can find it there. So, yeah, just type it into wherever you get your podcast, yeah. and you can find it that way, download it, and uh, be right there for you, 26, 27 minutes of uh Jeff Charles from yesterday. Yep, yeah, again, uh, and I want to thank Eva Lee for giving me the opportunity to do it with her because we got a lot of good information out there. And and not only my interview with her clip, as you can see when you pull that up, she does one every week, and she's got got, uh, interviews with people who have been cancer patients, Mm. a lot of different doctors around the country who are naturopathic doctors who, believe me, are on the cutting edge of an entire different way to treat cancer, and in my opinion, a much better way to treat cancer than how we've treated cancer in this country, the conventional way for so many years. So there's just great information on there, and you can hear people's stories that you know, really uplift people who have cancer that need some hope. That's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, very readily, uh, easily available uh, to download and check that out. And that's awesome, Jeff. I'll give it a listen myself, and we appreciate uh, your time today. Have a safe trip down to Boca Raton, Jeff. Didn't know you were heading there this season, but uh, you will be for this football game against South Florida. And uh, Jeff will visit with you Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and uh, talk to you again next week right here on Pirate Radio Live. Sounds great, Cliff. Always enjoy it. Have a good one. There is Jeff Charles before he leaves town for Boca Raton for ECU and South Florida. Uh, did have an equipment truck update during that chat. John Moody tweeted in that the equipment truck is uh, being loaded today. It has not left Greenville as of yet. So uh, kind of worried about travel with, uh, with the storm and everything going on with Hurricane Ian. But we'll uh, continue to keep you updated as the hours and days go on here on the show and of course also social media follow us facebook uh, twitter instagram for the latest all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return patrick mason daily reflector will join us we'll talk pirate football pirate hoops and more it's all ahead on pirate radio live hour two rolls on after this listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top of the line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol free high octane gas, which is the best for boat owners. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. On this day in 2008, this kicker attempted a 76-yard field goal right before the half. Who was that kicker? Sebastian Janikowski. That is correct. Florida State's own Sebastian Janikowski. Um, Al Davis fired the coach two days later. Who was the coach of the Raiders? Lane Kiffin. That is correct. 
boy chandler was on the championship trivia team last week at aj's and he is in the zone right now you're locked in it's wednesday it's game day baby game day i gotta defend the crown that's the special teams guru right there yep anytime there's a special teams question i'm a former long snapper (laughs) (laughs) do we still have that shirley year i'm a former long snapper so i love talking about this position i'm a former specialist myself i used to long snap all right i'm gonna talk about my favorite part of football special teams how's Are uh, you t- that's the truth you mean that i'm a former long snapper so. oh shoot okay yeah hey if tim dow spent more uh, less time talking and yucking it up with chandler and coaching maybe we'd be better at special teams and if we didn't wear uniforms we'd be better <laughs> Go naked. Is this the fifth quarter right now? I'm in. Look, it's always game day for me. I'm in fifth <laughs> quarter mode, ready to go. Uh, Patrick, how you doing, sir? Doing all right. What about you? I'm doing good, Mr. Canapolis Cannonballers. Hey, Y'all are both go. rocking um, awesome minor league caps. This room has turned into the lid zone uh, with myself, with Patrick, and uh, Ryan Jones coming in Monday, I go, with the throwback Mariners lid looking sharp. I like where this trend's heading. I like this. If we could find one big enough for Chandler's noggin, maybe we get him on board. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. I digress. <laughs> uh, Patrick, talk about it. About Chandler's noggin? No, nah, just talk about it. Just talk about. <laughs> just take it whatever. away. Yeah, huh? just just take over, man. Well, I, I'm just. I don't know this. I can't stop looking at hurricane photos. How about that? Yeah. I mean, so you're a Midwesterner. Yeah. By heart, did you have uh, naders or anything out there? Uh, Tornadoes. I, I never really had to deal with them. No. So. Yeah. So no natural disasters really at all then? Not really. They usually stay away from me, which which I'm fine with. From honestly. you in particular? Yeah, for me in particular. <laughs> you know, I you know, I do like the opposite of a rain dance essentially. I hear you. Stay a away. dry dance, a uh, stay away weather dance. So um yeah, you were but now you are a storm chaser. You're flying right into this bad boy, right? That's right. Yeah, now I'm just loading up on a, a tin tube and just flying right into it. So. <laughs> so you are still planning to go to the game? Yeah, that's the plan. You know, I was just thinking, it's going to be my luck because my the first time traveling for this football team was going up to, you know, Annapolis for the bowl game. That gets canceled. So the next oh, time no. I travel, I'm <laughs> headed right into this monster. So You're 0 for 1, staring 0 for 2 right in the face. Right. So it's not a good start. When's your flight? Uh, Friday afternoon. I think it's like maybe noon or 1. I got to, you know, obviously check. But. So, like, the plane, where are you leaving from? Raleigh. All right, so the plane just does uh, goes out in the ocean, stays away from it, right? Yeah, hopefully it can just you know go away from it or over it. I or mean, maybe you know. got like a badass pilot who's like, man, we're going right through this thing. Yeah, let's hope it's not like a former Navy guy and just like, yeah, let's let's do this. <laughs> let's <Yeah>. go. <laughs> I've been waiting on this storm my whole life. Right. They call in one like pilot that flies through storms. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I've been I'm ready to go. He's been doing hurricane flight simulators all year long. Right. It's like Denzel Washington in that movie Flight. Well, he was just hammered. Yeah, but, you know, he, yeah, that, that's true. Let's, let's not get that guy. So you want a drunk Navy flight <laughs> pilot? Oh, man. Uh, so, okay. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully you can get there. Where are you flying into? Uh, flying into Fort Lauderdale. Um, so let me, let me look up my Florida. Um, yeah. so that's, I mean, it's a little bit south. I want to say it's like 30 miles south of Boca. Um, and I don't know. Like, We're looking I mean, at a solid 26 minute drive. Right. And it's close by, but I mean, this thing is massive, so I, I can't yeah. imagine that it's just going to be like, ah, we're going to leave this part alone. Yeah, well, you're kind of like the aftermath and yeah. everything. Yeah, because by Friday, it'll be, you know, north of there, hopefully, right? Right. So, uh, and interested to see what happens with us. If it keeps tracking east, that's, you know, not great for us, but 
as of right now it's like tracking to go through i think charlotte surely said yeah so hopefully it stays west i mean because i'm worried about my return flight i guess yeah because sunday i gotta go back up this way or you could just be stuck in florida you could be florida man (laughs) there could be worse places to get stuck but i guess i don't want to see any florida men (laughs) man or men any of them florida woman yeah yeah i mean none they're probably better than florida man i would yeah that's a special breed down there it is uh as far as the football itself patrick that was kind of a bummer saturday night it really was what did you see uh through your do you have 2020 vision i wear contacts contacts what did you see through your contact lenses (laughs) well i got it luckily i had my contacts in but i what i saw was the defense played well enough to win i mean they played really well and i thought the offense just took a step back from what we've seen the first three weeks um it it just didn't look crisp but it, it just didn't look right um and yeah i mean that was kind of the game i mean they they shouldn't have been in double overtime to begin with um you know everyone wants to kind of bash owen daffer again but i mean it you know he missed the kick sure but i think there was plenty of other opportunities to win that game before it even got to that that situation definitely there's plenty of uh finger pointing to go around and bashing to do if you choose to do so and uh it i your first statement i totally agree with the offense taking a step back and now you just got to wonder is that a one-week thing is that a navy thing or is it a sign to come against these conference opponents that have played against Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, Holden Aylers, and East Carolina? Because I think you asked last week in the press conference something about being familiar with opponents. That can be a good thing. Well, these guys are also familiar with us. And if we're not evolving and kind of doing the same deal, uh, defenses are going to be ready for it, prepared for it. Yeah, and just from my seat up in the press box, I mean, it looked like especially Navy's linebackers are well off the ball, and they were obviously sending pressure from a lot of different spots. But, I mean, with uh, such a veteran team and, you know, especially an offensive coordinator who's seen this, like I guess I'm surprised that they let it get to him so much that they did. It, it just looked really off. You know, it just the offense, just nothing was really working. I mean, three points through three quarters is definitely not what you want. Very strange. And it still it felt like throughout the entire game we're somehow going to find a way – to get this done and then you got the ball at the end of regulation whole nailers makes the throw across the body uh the old cardinal sin and then we we head to overtime i was not feeling as confident heading into overtime uh with navy yeah, it's funny because I at one point in the game, um, I actually started writing my story. It was when Holt Naylor's finally had some time to set his feet and throw, and I, I want to think it was he found Raji Harris over the middle, and it kind of set up some, a long drive. And I was like, all right, you know, here here it is. He's got some time. They're they're kind of clicking, and then you know, two minutes later, I'm deleting the whole thing because yeah. <laughs> it it just ended up being nothing. So it was it was really just kind of frustrating to watch. It was kind of head scratching. Uh, this team is resilient uh they have been able to come back from losses and win games i'm totally expecting them to do that this week but man really hoping to see some some firepower we were we've been teased with it with the weapon so far uh, offensively we just didn't see it on saturday so i think that was a major disappointment for uh, a lot of fans that were tuned in that were expecting to see like, isaiah winstead got his got his numbers but he was the only one pretty much yeah and a lot of it came on that 67 yard, yard play where you know navy almost jumped the route too yeah. i mean it was it was just a really funky game where no one kind of got going um jalen johnson told us yesterday that this team just kind of a bunch of leaders and they're not really going to let each other pout and sit around and kind of mope about this loss and i guess we'll see that unfold saturday and just kind of see you know how that plays out patrick mason joining us let's uh, get another break in we'll come back we'll have more we'll uh get patrick's thoughts on south florida that matchup we uh talk a little hoops with patrick and we got igo coming up 
at five o'clock so a lot more east carolina talk on the way here on pirate radio live on a wednesday back with you after this Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour brought to you by Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington at WashingtonChryslerDodgeJeepRam.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. State Farm agent Tim Sawyer and his team are having a virtual quoting event this Thursday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Want a free quote on your home, auto, or life insurance? Call Tim and his team at 493-0002 to get a quote in less than five minutes. To get great coverage with great rates, call your local State Farm agent, Tim Sawyer, this Thursday at 493-0002. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. You know these random emails about interviewing people? We could interview... Um, Karen Malena White, uh, star of Dahmer, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. I've been watching that. It's uh, it's a tough watch. It's a doozy. But we could. Yeah, uh, it's it's been talked about all over social media of how difficult at times it can be to watch it. Surely, during the '90s, she made guest appearances on the Cosby Show and A Different World. Oh, she was in two episodes. She was Jazz's wife. On the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, who do, who does she play? Oh, she was on Hanging with Mr. Door. Cooper. Like I would talk to her about this stuff, not yeah, the Dahmer stuff. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Dahmer stuff. Let's talk about, you know. So she's she's in the Dahmer show, and it says in her free time she enjoys cooking. <laughs> <laughs> she enjoys eating. <laughs> well, so, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yikes. But uh, I don't know, Shirley. Usually I ignore these. Maybe we'll try to get her on the show. I, I, talk I about nineties uh, TV. Yeah, I got I, I get emails like that sometimes yeah. in my inbox. One time I had one for William Shatner. <laughs> and I was like Did you try? Did you give it a I shot? William Shatner. Totally would love <laughs> to talk to William Shatner. Would you do that impression of No, because that's a really bad impression. Yeah. And I'm sure he gets impressions Every all time. the time. It'd be a pretty uh, wild card appearance. Hey, Patrick Mason's here. Hey, Patrick. <laughs> hey, I'm back. Patrick, who would you like to interview? Uh, you know, I, I let's say you could send out like three, four, five invites, and one of them has to say yes. Who would be on your short list? Um, maybe I like Kid Cudi. I'm going to do that. Okay. He's, got, ever, he's uh, got a show coming out too on Netflix. So I am a huge uh, fan of the podcast Comedy Bang Bang. You ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this one. Oh, time. okay, we did. Yeah, way. I mean, it's been a while ago, but but uh, but you're not a fan fan. I I actually kind of got into it a little bit just because he was on it and I stuck around. He was for on a the show, while. yeah, the TV show. Uh huh. Yep. Um. Okay. I, anybody else? Um. There was an NBA game, NBA 2K, Kid Cudi and um dan black but they did a song yeah they did uh, symphonies dude that was a great i love that song yeah it's awesome all right anyway just because i think you can kind of get off topic with stuff like i I wouldn't choose like a an athlete necessarily yeah i don't know just like like you said you know you could talk to this lady about fresh prince yeah (laughs) i'm on board with that um by the way isn't it crazy 
yes this is where my mind went during the break it is like the nicest day ever outside but at the same time simultaneously like somebody is suffering through this hurricane down there in florida yeah and like you think about it there's like a billionaire in his boxers and robe playing like xbox live watching his money stack Mm -hmm. while there's somebody like being tortured like and we're all living in this world at the same time, man. Some deep thoughts here. I mean, you could do that with anything. Do y'all with, think with about weather. this stuff? Yes, but not always with weather. I mean, deep thoughts. I have, all this stuff going on. I have thought about it. How it is like we're just sitting here chilling today with the weather, and then me and Shirley have like live coverage of Hurricane Ian going on in Florida right now, and it's just it's a, it's a mess. We actually just watched a construction, like one of those trailers on uh, like on a construction site floating down a street in florida so it's just it's going to be a mess to clean up there in florida but right now as we sit here in greenville north carolina it's just beautiful yes it seems like fort myers is the one that's getting hit the hardest right now well fort myers and naples naples is having a serious flooding problem right now yeah uh with the storm surge they were showing between 12 and 18 feet is in terms of uh storm surge and then yes if any um but uh yeah they they just showed footage of a uh, construction trailer that was floating down the middle of a street in fort myers so there's there's a lot of damage right now i feel like you just have to compartmentalize yep. yeah otherwise yeah. you'll just be miserable exactly or you'll, you'll go insane yeah <laughs> you, i mean so much bad stuff's happened so much good stuff's happening right you could and we just kind of live through it man one day at a time uh the this watch has been deep thoughts by clip rock you don't always win 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 thank you and by the <laughs> way uh hard to believe arthur is only 349 days away from a birthday that's right he's it's coming up for quick. the next one coming up quick uh the washington commanders stink uh but they've been having some great quotes lately um and now i can't even remember the player who said this on was it charles leno maybe on sunday where he said uh it was like we were constipated we couldn't get bleep going that was a pretty pretty good good. quote pretty good and then i just saw montez sweat had the uh which this is old cliche at at this point but on facing double teams and how his sacks are down he said excuses are like buttholes everybody's got them so a lot of butt talk going on right now with the commanders a lot of bleep talk and uh for good reason i'm gonna have to ask uh patrick about what is going on with chicago bears twitter <laughs> there's a lot of oh last very, night very strange tweets going on and did i think you, I, I, I know there's something about did you not it. see what it was about no i no. i'm pretty sure it wasn't like dick buckus dick, dick, dick buckus yeah. was behind it and i saw he didn't want to do a tiktok and so i didn't know i think that's my guy was it all on purpose i think it was a great bit if it was all on purpose so they just had a video there was one video it was like like a butt dial type thing yeah it was in his pocket or a back pocket or whatever and then there was like an off-centered selfie with dick buck is taking i think the point was like hey there's an old man taking over our twitter type thing yeah Yeah. look over here because our our football team is not what you want to look you're two and one shut up hey Okay, you, you can say all you want, but that is not a good two and one. Oh, I know. They have the worst brutal. starting quarterback in the NFL. Right. I agree with that. So, but yeah, so look over here. Don't don't look at this. You're two and one. And? It's <laughs> a terrible games. two and one. It's not like you have, like... You're one and two. But look on the screen right here. Oscar and it's a terrible one and two. Would you trade spots with Patrick right now? For two and one, yes. 
That would be like oh, uh, the person suffering is trading spots with somebody suffering. <laughs> it would be nobody's winning. No, I get it, but you got to be happy, man. Yeah, while you yeah, can. sure. I'm I'm not like you know totally miserable yet, but I'm also not optimistic. Like, uh, what are we gonna do with this Maybe right now? Fun. The worst. I would take Carson Wentz over every, and I'm keeping out Shirley's Dolphins right now. I'll take Wentz over Baker, Wentz over Fields, Wentz over Russell Wilson. There's no, you already know week. what the ceiling for Wentz is, though. It's it is what it is. Like you're not going to win. What is the like ceiling? That. Does Justin feel he lives in a home without a roof? It might right. That hey, that's a good thing, right? There is no ceiling. It could be anything. Let me take that back. He lives in the a home with a roof. four foot ceiling, where he has to crouch down when he walks down the hall. Yes, it, it very it might very well it could be four feet, but it's he not totally defined yet. And I don't know if the coach and the offense stinks, but completing seven passes a game is not going to work yeah but again you win if you can play the texans every week you'll be all right right. to win the game so the nl look igo's got issues we'll talk about with his team because they stink my goodness you know what i found everybody stinks yeah there's like one two good teams if you're not a bills fan and the Dolphins are going to come back down to earth. They're not as good as they've shown so far. In fact, they lose tomorrow night to the Bengals on Thursday night football. So everybody stops freaking out about them. Philly will keep – I think Philly is the real deal. They're going to keep winning. But uh, if you're not like a Bills fan or – and the Chiefs will be okay, there's like a handful of teams that you expect to be good every week. And then there's just some awful, awful football playing teams in the NFL right now. The thing about the NFL is like injuries are coming for everyone, so that kind of, you know, it keeps everyone in it for a while, I guess. Uh, Matt says Fields lives in a basement. <laughs> that <laughs> is fair. well put. Yes, well put. All right, uh, Patrick, you were out at uh, basketball practice yesterday, right? I was. What'd you ask? Uh, we heard the Schwartz interview earlier. What'd you ask him? Yeah, I just asked him about just kind of competition and just how that sort of is gonna you know develop throughout camp and patrick that's a pretty good question but i think it's something that's going to go on the entire time yeah it, i think that's what he said will. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it, it will i i think so too uh you did you get to see anything yeah we saw them run like i mean they were running all right they were running good news the boys can run and they were tired and they were running and getting yelled at and it looked like a first day of practice <laughs> <laughs> all right but my, i guess the one thing that jumped out with me was rj felton looks massive he could play uh, football right now he looks like a safety or a running back hop on it now he is huge the felt belt the felt belt yeah chandler <laughs> hop got, on it chandler's got the felt belt uh i I, st- I like the little guy but i gotta make sure he's gonna play before i call him my guy who was it that said that he can man, he, he can drive uh, to the basket and pass it out that was my buddy uh john at the pirate radio party but the problem is they he said he's from New East. He's from up north. He said, "Man, this guy, he's getting in the lane like it's nobody's business, and he's kicking it out. Nobody can make a freaking shot." <laughs> wow, that's a good jersey. Like, man, that's uh, seen that before with pirate hoops. Uh, Igo is already hyping up a guy, and we're going to talk to him about that when we return. Patrick, you're welcome to hang out for another segment. Possibly. Patrick's, Patrick's <laughs> segment always goes by so fast. Uh, yeah, I know. We have a lot to talk about with him, man. A lot of, like, life. And it's usually bashing the stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had a funeral for the White Sox last week. <laughs> we had a funeral. We had a birthday party. It's a little bit of everything when Patrick joins right. us. 
All right, Patrick. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week or next segment, depending. Oh, anyway, and we'll uh, we'll lobby a phone call Saturday. Yeah. During your normal time on the pregame, I'll give you a weather report. Yeah, we get a live weather report from P Mace. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Hour three, Pirate Radio Live on the way. I go joins us after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with Kinetic Physical Therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports... Dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then Kinetic Physical Therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit KineticPTGreenville.com for more information. Now let's uh, head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Should I use that analogy on the air, I guess? So I almost Stephen Audio's here. Hey Stephen. Oh hey. crap! Hit the music. I'll tell it during the music. No works. All right. I so I turn it down a little bit, Sean. I almost trolled on Hoist the Colors last night. There was a kid that was committed to ECU. Dad. He decommitted and committed to UNC, right? Yep. And it just irritates me when people like get super butt hurt about it. And I almost trolled on Hoist the Colors. And I'd like for you to, because you're going to say, well, that's different. Or you might say it's similar. But this was going to be my troll, okay? I was going to go up there and say, hey, I'm a big Fayetteville State fan. This reminds me of when, um, what was his name? Hardy, Jason Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. Uh, Justin Hardy. We had this guy named Justin Hardy. Signed his letter of intent to play here. And then all of a sudden, Big Bad East Carolina swoops in, takes him away, and fine. He probably never made it because he's a quitter. Whatever happened to that guy? That was going to be my troll job. Do you understand my point? My point is this happens all the time. So what you're saying is ECU is favorable state. And UNC is ECU? In this analogy, and maybe it's not the best analogy, the analogy is one school is higher profile than the other. I mean, I, I think go, it's I go, I go, it's a fair analogy. Um, although go, Justin Hardy came, go, <laughs> it's even worse because Justin Hardy came to ECU as a walk-on go, and he had a scholarship to Fayetteville State. Go, so it'd yeah. be like Ty Adams taking a walk-on, which again, Fayetteville State go, Division go, Two, go, right? Oh, like ECU Division One, FBS. It's a little bit of a difference there. It sure is. It is. Uh, but it's happened ECU all the time. ECU also beat UNC seventy forty-one. I don't think Fayetteville State. Sure, that's a great argument as to why my analogy stinks. But either way, it's not really getting. It's not really worth getting that worked up about. Yeah. And the kid basically said from the moment he got up. Oh, here we go. We got a new one coming up. Crank it up, Shirley. I go. I go. I go. I go. Ken. Yamato Lolo. I go. I go. I go. That was pretty good. Thank you. I was there. I didn't know where it was going. Ken, you had to think about it for a minute. Kenny Amatololo 
thought I'd uh, bring him up. It is National Sons Day, and he is our daddy. So there you go. Sad. Has to he say. reached out to? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Has he told day. us what uniforms we can wear this week? That's still. I'm kind of half joking about that, but still kind of bugs me that the opposing team told us what to wear. I think Pirates are going white white helmets this weekend. Uh, I would. Let's go right back into the fire, baby. No, I don't think they are. Just wearing the rest of the season until they win a game. Like, why not? They will be wearing them homecoming with the new unis. Those are cool. I, we talked. I'm just going to say, there is people out there, their, their heads will explode. <laughs> if they yeah. wore the white helmets for the rest of the year, there's people out there that will explode. And if we keep losing every week? I can't believe that they're that worked up about it being a white helmet for the modern throwbacks. I guess is what I'm calling them. I will say, and again, this Over is purple. Yeah, the pirate script that they use would not have looked good on a purple helmet. Why not? Because it's purple and gold, right? Well, yeah. the pirate, the pirate script, script is was gold. Yeah. yeah, on a purple helmet. Why wouldn't that look good? It That's just what it look was back clean. in the day, and it didn't look very good. It says who? When did Pull you it become up. a fashion expert? Pull it up. right now. When did you become a fashionista? I love the pirate script, but I think it didn't look great on a purple helmet. All right. You know what? That's great about yeah, America. Yeah. Everybody's got opinions. I, I mean, that's the best part about the fifth quarter calling show is like all these people calling in like, we got to fix this. This Bl- sucked. This is the reason we lost. And somebody was like, I don't think it was that. Blame was Daffer. Don't blame Daffer. Yeah. Blame. Just, you know, everybody sees the game a different way. I know. And it's awesome. And we all live here in harmony. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> don't watch the news alright uh, Steve-O where to begin we, f- we forgot to do everything last week <laughs> yeah we gotta make picks we gotta we didn't do those awards baseball. that I brought up we didn't do awards let's do awards real quick offensive player of the week Isaiah Winstead uh, I'm gonna go with Isaiah Winstead actually uh, MVP I don't think we do do we do offense and defense Offensive MVP, defensive MVP. Who's the defensive MVP? Defensive MVP for me. X had a lot of tackles. I would just say the inside linebackers in general. Um, Xavier Smith, Miles Berry, Chance Bates all played well. Chance Bates led the team in tackles. X was uh, right under him. Um, Bird up play. I love seeing Ryan Jones catch a touchdown that wasn't like a four-yard wide open play design. Um and he big-bodied Bryce Williams. Talked about yesterday how he boxed out the defender and uh, called that touchdown. That was a pretty play. Bird up play for me was the Winstead play. Navy had just scored, had all the momentum. And I can't remember if it was second and short or third and short, but made that catch and run for the big play. And, and you really felt after that play, ECU was going to win the game. Best unit, you already mentioned that you're going inside LBs. Yeah, inside LBs, uh, I thought they played a, a great game. Their job, I mean, D line, honorable mention, yeah, right? Defensive line. I mean, really, the, the whole defense played well. Um, you know, outside linebackers, safeties got beat a little bit in coverage, but you know, it's going to happen. Worst unit. First time I'm saying this this year. O line. For me, I don't think so. Uh, I think that they were up there, but. You know, going back and rewatching the game, I don't think they were as bad as it seemed. What was the issue? In pass pro, they were actually good. Now, run blocking was inconsistent. It yeah. was it was like they would have the play blocked the right way, and then there would be one guy who leaked through and would make the tackle. Like it was very frustrating to watch because 
they were close. And on several of those runs, like if you watch it live, you're just like, man, the O-line is getting dominated. There were also a few runs where like the running back just didn't hit the hole. I mm-hmm. mean, there, there were multiple instances. There were plays where I thought, and I don't know if it was a design handoff. If not, it needs to be in the offense where the defensive end is crashing so hard. If Holton keeps it, mm-hmm. he's got room to run. So I go killed that play on uh, college football. Back the backside the defensive end right now is not respecting Holton Aylers, and they're just crashing the run. Which part of that is probably because Holton's banged up. But you know that he's got to. They have to work in at least him to keep that once or twice a game just to keep him honest. Because there were times where that backside defensive end will come back unblocked and make the tackle down the line of scrimmage when you know he wasn't really accounted for. So. They got to figure that out. Um, You know, worst unit offense as a whole to me. Nobody really played well. Like, Holton did not have a good game. Uh, The running backs didn't have a great game. Um, Winstead, you know, he he had a great game, but he could have made that catch on third and five Mm -hmm. and double overtime. And I thought the defender got his hand in there, but Winstead walked off the field pointing at his chest. Yeah, like, it, it hit him, like, I think near the... It looked like it got on him, yeah. which it was a blitz, and Holton had to get rid of it quick. Yeah, It was just one of those days, man. And, you know, Navy, it's cliche to say, like, but they really did do a lot. Like, it, looking at the the film, man, they were, like, crowding the line of scrimmage, and they would drop back. They had guys that would rush, and if they didn't have a free blitzer, or if they got picked up, they would just drop back into coverage. They made the most of their bye week? They did. But ECU still should have won the game. It's frustrating. Now South Florida coming up. I go. Jeff Charles likes to say uh, they look good coming off the bus. They're a Florida team. You recruit all, the majority of your players from Florida, and they got a bunch of transfers, so they do look good coming off the bus. Now the problem with them is they just get the vibe. It's not a great culture there. Not a great locker room. Probably a coach that's uh, counting his last days. Perhaps. I mean, it's he just got an extension, but it's like at some point you got to win some games, man. Yeah. He's four and twenty-four. He's got one FBS win, and you know, you look at the Florida game. I think that speaks to their talent level when they're motivated. But if you go down there and you punch them in the mouth, I don't think you're going to get much of a response. Hmm. All right, need an early start. Um, they have a quarterback, Bohannon, Gary Bohannon. Um, at some point, I go. You got to start throwing touchdown passes. He has zero. South Florida, the only FBS team without a touchdown pass. Having said that, over under one and a half touchdown over. passes. <laughs> I mean, this is the week, right? This is 100% the week. They are due. Um, not only are they due, but he has. It's not like the guy has never had success. You go back and look at his Baylor numbers, he's always been a good quarterback. Now, he's more of a dual threat than a pocket passer. So. You know, my favorite thing about ECU fans, and I love ECU fans, but they're always like, man, we, we struggle against those mobile quarterbacks. We can never corral them. Well, that is the point of a mobile quarterback, yeah. right? Like, everybody struggles against them. Like, they create plays um, on third down, and you think you have them bottle up. So, he, he's a little bit inconsistent as a passer accuracy-wise, but if he can get outside the pocket, he can do some damage. He ran all over Florida, career high in rushing yards, over 100 yards that game. They got a really good stable of running backs, quality offensive line. Their issue is receiver-wise, they've been pretty banged up. They should have a few of those guys back this week. But Weaver uh, seems to be their big target. He didn't play in the Billy lost Weaver, Louisville, yeah. right? Billy mm-hmm. Weaves. Yeah, Xavier Weaver, uh, Billy's long-lost brother. He really is a, a quality player, and he should be back this week. They also got a Clemson transfer, a UNC transfer, and another guy, um, Jimmy Horn Jr., 
Joe Horn? His name's Jimmy Horn Jr., but I think it is. Why is his name Jimmy? I don't know. But is it Joe Horn's kid? I don't know. I feel like it is, but why would it be Jimmy Horn Jr.? Oh, okay. This guy's white. Well, then I'm going to guess that it's not Joe Horn's son. Okay. All right. So his name is Jimmy Horn Jr., but you're not saying we should know his dad. Or were you saying we should know his dad? I don't know. Jimmy Horn Jr. is his name. (laughs) Who's Jimmy Horn? Jimmy cracked corn, and I don't care. Jimmy Horn Sr.? Let's find out who Jimmy Horn Sr. is. That guy's totally not not (laughs) white. (laughs) What is going on with your computer, man? Okay, yeah, thank you for saying my computer, because that was not me. So you Google Jimmy Horn Jr. (laughs) Look at this kid. And there is a white Jimmy Horn Jr. in a green jersey. All right, and then you click on Jimmy Horn. I was like, I'm pretty sure this dude is not white. Uh, You are right. He is definitely not he is where's his personal wow usf with not even coming up with a personal bio here um okay yeah i got nothing here i'll you stall and i'll look it up all right uh (laughs) that is pretty hilarious let me click on his espn bio just to see if the white guy pops up nope same guy uh they have uh aju aju i go does he play at all he is the uh clemson transfer by the way aju aju i love aju i love a good french dip right now so i'm looking i'm looking on wikipedia personal life for joe horn it says horn jr is the son of four-time pro bowl receiver joe horn but that's joe horn there's got to be a okay joe horn jr who is now at missouri western state (laughs) okay we have cracked the horn family tree from what i can tell i don't think there's any relation this is not joe horn's kid do you remember the joe horn celebration that had everybody aghast back in the day i go cell phone you remember that chandler pulled it from the um whatever you call that around the goalpost yeah yeah and answer the phone and then he is the father of panthers second year guy jc horn there you go there you go jc horn i think is who i was thinking about so not jimmy horn not jimmy horn jr <laughs> <laughs> although i really want to go to the game now and figure out if jimmy horn senior is going to be there yeah and just say hey who can i who are you what have you done in <laughs> who, your life who are you mr jim horn senior mr horn but don't when you think about like when you hear the name jimmy horn jr you think it's joe horn's son no i go because his name is joe just say you were wrong on this one. I was wrong. Is okay. he a receiver? Yeah, he's Okay, a I can see how you would start to he's get that in your brain. He's a fast receiver, and he's not white. No, <laughs> he's definitely not white. Yeah, but he's a good player. He's and fast. Horn is not a name you hear a lot. No, but it's a cool name. Horn. And yeah. We're the Horns. Joe Horn is probably my favorite Saints receiver of all time. Ahead of um, Marcus Colson. Marcus Colson and Dante Stallworth. And Michael Thomas definitely michael thomas i like joe horn all right because he was kind of a uh what about terrence copper oh terrence copper is my favorite saint special team stalwart of all time <laughs> uh joe horn was not very tall what they list him at uh six one i think on a good day i think he was one of those guys that didn't do anything great but he, he was kind of smitty-esque uh but anyway four-time pro bowler that joe horn I go, I'm going to name a team. You tell me your all-time favorite receiver from that team. All right. All right. Let's go with the Texans. Andre Johnson. <laughs> I know. That's pretty easy. easy. 
All right. How about the Eagles? The Eagles. They have not had a lot over the years. Um, They have stunk at receiver. I had Alshon Jeffrey for years in fantasy. Was he even good for the Eagles or was he good Uh, for the Bears? He was good for both, I guess. Terrell Owens. I never really liked T.O., yeah. but I respect him more now than I did when he played. They, they really that was had, a tough one I just gave you. They really have not had good receivers. You know who else really hasn't? And maybe, but how about the Buffalo Bills? The Buffalo Bills. I feel like they had, um, like, Josh Reed forever. Wow, okay. How about Stevie Johnson? Stevie Johnson was a baller, and now they've got... I like dudes. what Stevie Johnson did. He's not a hypocrite. A lot of players thank God after a game. He blamed God one time for dropping a pass in the end zone. <laughs> Said, I don't know why God would do that to me. Stevie Johnson was uh, he was an enigma in fantasy football as well. Yeah, he would have some monster games and some not-so-great ones. All right, a couple more. Let's go with the – let's go AFC North. Let's go to Cincinnati. You got something to choose from there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you almost have to go current – iteration of receivers mm. you don't have to you got aj green you got ocho you got hoosh you say hooshman zeta i say hooshman zada uh or you could go with the current guy i'm not a big fan of chad chad johnson not you, a fan you change your name you're, you're a loser um who's good man t higgins is freaking good what if i went boyd is it tyler boyd? tyler boyd nah i'm gonna go um AJ Green, I forgot he played for the yeah, Bengals. He was awesome. Who's your all-time favorite Broncos receiver? Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey. Are you old enough for them to be? Oh here? yeah, they were legends, man. Right. Ed McCaffrey, Mister, always readjusts his <laughs> neck, smallest uh, shoulder pads in the world. Rod Smith is in the Joe Horn. Like when I think of Rod Smith, I don't think of tallest, fastest. He was yeah, just like a he good was receiver, really solid, yep. consistently productive. Right. Who is your favorite New York Jets receiver of all time? Is it Wayne Corbett? It's got to be Wayne Corbett. Because who else have they had? Braxton Berry? Is it Wayne Corbett? I mean, he was the first guy I thought of, obviously. I, I didn't like Keyshawn. Um, I think it's Wayne Corbett. I mean, that's like it. It's like Keyshawn, Wayne Corbett, or so Robbie So who did Anderson. they have? Let's think. Oh, uh, Lavernius Coles. I'm trying to think who they had through the 2000s worth the darn it santonio holmes went there but i don't think he did anything when he was there um yeah any more questions for me it's kind of a fun game favorite raiders receiver of all Mm, time more recently jerry porter that was uh good for like a year raiders i mean look tim brown was very tim brown was a beast very understated uh but awesome um, and I think that's where I'm gonna just go with the old school Tim Brown. Of course, I could say Dwayne or Zay, but you could say Jerry Rice or Randy Moss too. Yeah, and I always forget they even play there. I, I, Moss didn't do any. Mm-hmm. That was before he went to New England. Yeah, blew up, right. Because everybody's like Moss is done. Yeah, then he goes to New England and breaks records and everything. All right, what time you gotta leave? I gotta I gotta leave at five thirty five oh okay let's take a break Shirley. we'll come back we'll do some picks little hoops talk i goes hyping up a guy the hype train's rolling we're gonna talk about it when we return on pirate radio live after this 
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. State Farm Agent Tim Sawyer and his team are having a virtual quoting event this Thursday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m. Want a free quote on your home, auto, or life insurance? Call Tim and his team at 493-0002 to get a quote in less than five minutes. To get great coverage with great rates, call your local State Farm agent Tim Sawyer this Thursday at 493-0002. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Barat. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Quick baseball talk. I go getting ready for, dare I say, postseason baseball next Friday. Yeah, the magic number is five for the Seattle Mariners to make the playoffs. They need either five wins or the Orioles to lose five or any combination to secure their first postseason berth since 2001. That is insane. It has been 20 freaking years. I became a fan in 2002, and they have not made the playoffs since. This will be your first time watching Mariners baseball. Uh, They had to... Like make new rules and add a team, but doesn't yeah, matter, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it, it almost feels. And with the way they're playing, they have scuffled down the stretch. Their best players hurt. He should be back for the postseason, but they have lost series now to the uh, Angels, A's, and Royals in a row. But luckily, the Orioles have been just as bad. So it looks like Seattle, barring a complete collapse, will still get in. And you never know, man. They got pitching. They just got a hit. All right, Johnny Gardner going way back for his Bills receiver says Andre Reed and Don. Beep, 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 Remember, uh, what did I call him? Josh Reed. Did Josh Reed play for the Bills too? Or was oh, it? is that who you were talking I about? I think so. Josh Reed was a receiver from LSU, but I want to say he played for the Bills also. I'll Google it up. Andre I Reed. I know who you're talking about. Be a little bit better than Josh Reed. Um, I liked. Uh, yeah, he played for the Bills okay. for eight seasons. Oh. Um, I just like Reed. So you Bills. were thinking of the guy. Jake Reed was a good receiver for the Vikings that uh, I was a fan of. And uh, Johnny says for Cincinnati, here's a guy that played receiver for Cincinnati, Chris Collinsworth, man. Was he any good in the NFL? I'm going to say Wow. No. Are you serious? No. What? Chris Collinsworth was good, man. I mean, you're acting like he's a Hall of Famer or something. I'm acting like you are being very disrespectful right now, and a lot of older pirates might pull their subscriptions from Hoist the Colors. What years did Chris Collinsworth play? 81 to 88. How am I supposed to know that was born in 92? Three-time Pro Bowler. Second-team All-Pro three times. He was on the All-Rookie team. Three-time First All-SEC team. Florida Hall of Famer. And you're going to say, was this guy any good? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah, he was good. Was that was that a Collinsworth or a no? I don't, I don't know. What that, the, it hurt my. Was that a throat. Mike Patrick impression? <laughs> Holy cow! Chris Collinsworth was fantastic to watch. Now here's a guy who doesn't think Chris Collinsworth was any good. Listen, man, I can't see that dude in the broadcast booth and having never watched him play football. Imagine him being good at football. Well. He was, I guess. He must have been Ed McCaffrey before Ed McCaffrey existed. Why you got to compare a white guy to a because white Because they're both guy. skinny white guys. You got to like, stop not that, be man. good football players. As a white man, I feel like I can say that. <laughs> All right, fine. 
right, let's make picks. picks. Crap. I want to talk basketball. We got to hurry up. I go getting back in form. Usually we're a lot better at this. You're nine and ten overall now after a three and two week. I'm eight and eleven. We both went three and two last week. Uh, real quick, you lost. We both got Navy right. I lost Tennessee. We both won Oregon State. Uh, you lost UCF, and we both lost Carolina because wow. they got their uh, handed to them. All right, Stephen, ECU nine and a half, South Florida. Uh. I'm taking the Pirates. Pirates. Pirates by 10. Tricky one here, Stephen. Houston at home, minus two and a half against Tulane. They're begging you to take Houston. Makes me nervous. I'm going to take them. I mean, I just feel like they're better than what they've shown. And Tulane coming off a tough loss, they're going to bounce back. I think it's going to be a competitive game. This is a Friday nighter, right? I believe. Um, Cougs. Clemson, minus six and a half at home against Stank. Clemson just, I just don't know if they're good, but I don't know if NC State can go in there and win. I'll tell you who is good, and if I know his name, he's good. He's a kicker. Potter. Give me Potter with a field goal to beat State. I, I hope that's his so name. So you're going NC State to cover. Yeah, Clemson by a field goal. Um, I'm going Clemson. All right. Florida State minus seven against Wake. I, I, don't, I don't need those points. I'm taking Wake to win. We're at... Scheduled to be in Tallahassee. We'll see. What's the line? Seven. FSU? Yeah. Wake. No. Wake at FSU is never a good thing for them. Going uh, Knowles. All right. And Alabama, minus 17 and a half at Arkansas. I wouldn't have put this up here, but we did have Bama at Texas. It got interesting. Arkansas is a good team. Coming off a tough loss where the freaking field goal hit the top of the upright. Did you see that? Yeah, that's crazy. That's nuts. Arkansas, they're they're trying to get you to take them here. I'm taking Alabama. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take Arkansas. All like right. This is a, I feel like this is an Arkansas victory. Interesting. Okay. Can't wait to be here next week. And I go say, why did I take Arkansas to Probably beat so. Alabama? I, like, I, I said that with zero conviction because... Oh, I'm trying man. to make myself believe that. I've left us one minute to talk about your guy. I go, you're hyping up Ezra? Ezra Osar. Better than Ezra. Who's better than Ezra? I go says nobody. <laughs> That's not what I said at all. I know, but that was the band. You know better than Ezra, no, the band? No. I was making a reference. Been, must have came up in the Chris Collinsworth days. <laughs> all right, tell me about uh, Ezra while I look up the band. Ezra Osar, he was a big recruit, very talented, you know, 6'8", 6'9", Ford. You know, just watching him yesterday dribble the ball and run, like his ball handling skills for a big guy are are rare. He can shoot. He's just got the tools to be kind of that complete four man. And if it comes together from a maturity standpoint, I think he could be a really special player. Interesting. All right. And he is true frosh. He's true and frosh. Rich. All right. Okay, yeah. Remember that song? Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a banger, man. Better than Ezra. All right. Turned you on? Definitely a one hit wonder. Look, I'm here to educate the youngsters out there that Chris Collinsworth was good, better than Ezra had a hit, and that's all I got today. Steven, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. Check out hoistthecolors.net. I go not making the trip, so we could have another in studio visit Saturday on the Bud Light pregame. You better tailgate. be here, Chandler. <laughs> no more skipping. There you go. Thank you, Shirley. Uh, open up the booty bag for me, please, ma'am. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. What are we giving away, Shirley Rhodes? 
$15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville. Mike, what do you get from Wings Over? Uh, West Texas Mesquite. All day. West Texas Mesquite. All right, interesting. All right, he says they're delish. Do it. What call are we looking for? 12. Caller 12, 317-1250. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank, located on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And congratulations to Kendall Paramore of Aiden. KP. Pick, yep, KP. Picked up a $15 gift card to Wings Over Greenville if you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home. Wings Over Greenville has you covered with no third party needed. They have their own in-house delivery service. Be sure to try the all-new tender sandwiches by ordering ahead on the mobile app. And they are open till 3 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays, which means Wings Over has everything to cure those late-night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. Wings Over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back in to the show. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Coming up Thursday on the show, we're going to do a lot of analyzing. Because we're going to talk to some analysts. Are they good an- Are they good? Are they good guys? I'm going to say they're both good guys. Are they in tough leagues? Why do you sound like you're in like a... <laughs> Try again. Are they in tough leagues? I want to hear that booming, that, that beautiful booming voice you are got Are they there. in tough leagues? <laughs> they are they're in tough leagues uh one of them dropped the uh the two sweetest words you can hear during a football game on the broadcast when i was listening last week ball, ball out ball out funny uh chandler when that happened i tweeted ball i googled a picture i googled kevin monroe ecu found a picture of him he's wearing like a suit a tuck like a like a tux thing almost like uh-huh. a suit and i tweeted ball out and a picture of him and uh, he got a couple likes here, and then I got a follow, and it said uh, Kevin Monroe follows you. First of all, I'm gonna ask why he wasn't following me sooner. But secondly, uh, I like how he's following me like during a football game, like right after the play. He followed me on Twitter. Kind of strange. I wonder if he's still following me after seeing, because things kind of take a turn on Sundays for me when the commanders are on you go rogue <laughs> i mean you go absolutely eight crap and it, on twitter and i'm also in the rare sense that it happens it's the highest of highs if they beat the cowboys this sunday you won't be able to tell me nothing <laughs> no sir but if it goes like i think it's gonna go it's gonna be a miserable day an awful day and a couple things i like I like being funny. I like making people laugh. So I like putting my thoughts out for those reasons. But also, it's kind of like a diary. It's a public diary, but um, it feels good to get those words out sometimes and to let it out. Because 
you know i don't want to say those things to my daughter or to my wife and they don't care so i need to get it out so i can act like a normal human to them on sundays you know what i'm saying right so anyway i'm sure i have a lot of people like follow me during the week when we're doing pirate radio pirate stuff and then when they see that stuff on the weekend they're like oh my god this guy's a psychopath yeah a vulgar this guy's a degenerate scum of the earth so anyway well i'll tell you what speaking of following you should follow us at pirate radio you also should smash the like smash, smash the sub but let smash. me tell you something i am proud today why i am proud why to say that there is only well now there's only four more people watching than liked on youtube yeah youtube that, we've had a good like day that's a good like day if we could get that number up a little bit more before we wrap up that'd be great and then on facebook uh we have done a really good job there I want to always improve, but on Facebook, we have more likes than people watching, which is awesome. But just like we want you to smash the like and smash the sub, we want you to give Tim Sawyer a call tomorrow for uh, his uh, is it the uh, quote day for State Farm. So give him a call, 252-493-0002. So, yeah, Tim Sawyer and his crew are excited for tomorrow. had lunch with him last week. So take advantage. Give him a call tomorrow for uh, free quote day. Awesome uh clip i just have a couple of news items i need to pass along one in the area of uh just uh breaking news uh emergency responders are on the scene of a plane crash in the area of county home road oh, so wow. they are asking people that if you are traveling towards that area to stay clear of that area um so you'll need to uh, change your travel uh you know direction uh if you usually take that road home uh although uh it does not appear to be any fatalities it looks like uh two people have minor injuries which is a which is good news uh but they are on the scene so it's going to take a little time to uh uh, clear that area out and then on the sports side of things alec burleson will play in the final regular season game for the st louis cardinals and he will be playing first base tonight in place of albert pujols why did you say the final regular season game uh i'm sorry i i misread that it was the final regular season start for their pitcher uh. um and i misread that sorry okay sorry right. sorry, sorry, sorry sorry i got more games yeah but no, he, is he is in the lineup tonight but he awesome. will be playing first base and i wonder and that's his natural position really i mean he played first base for ecu and you tried to play you know in the outfield so he could maybe get more looks and, yeah because mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh lot of hard hitting first baseman and if you could make it as an outfielder and play defense you can uh find the lineup easier I wonder if he's going to make the playoff roster. I guess there's a that shot is, for him. That would be pretty cool. It's a shot because uh, don't they expand the roster when they get closer to playoff time? Or is that, or am I misunderstanding? Well, they expanded how they at the that? end of the regular season. Okay. And somebody can correct me or help us out here. I'll look at uh, MLB playoff rosters. But uh, man, that would be cool to have him. I got to say, I hate the Cardinals. But I, it's not the first time I've been in this situation with. Dwayne going to Dallas and Dwayne going to the Giants and I gotta hope he does well while I hate their team's guts but uh, I could just see Burley like coming up against the Braves pinch hitting hitting a bomb and winning and the mixed emotions I would have in that case uh, would be gross oh but, of course uh, yeah 
So postseason rules, teams submit a 26-man roster. It was 25 prior to 2020. So that is what I'm seeing right now. So, yeah, I don't know if uh, if he would get a spot there, but, man, it's awesome that he's been up here late in the year. And now, also, is he opening day roster 2023? You know, is he going to be one of the guys who will obviously be in uh, the big league training camp playing some spring training games, but – what are the Cardinals' plans for him next year? So, uh, been really awesome to uh, to keep an eye on Burley, and uh, as Shirley said, he'll be in the lineup tonight. Uh, and that was uh, one of my questions because of the fact that you know Albert Pujols is not returning. Do they have somebody in that first base slot that could take Albert's place? Uh, are they grooming Alec to be in that spot, or would they rather just keep him in the outfield? Because that outfield was stacked for a while yeah. until injuries kind of took over, where you would expect that those guys would be coming back at some point, which means that there's one less position for Alec to play. So um, that's going to be a good uh, question to uh to ask as far as whether or not he will be back with the Cardinals at the beginning of the season or if he's going to stay in AAA. And, I mean, uh, he you might as well have called him the league batting champ for AAA this year because he was absolutely killing it. Although he was not named the minor league player of the year, that belongs to Gunnar Henderson. Ah, Orioles. Uh, for, the, for the Orioles. Yeah. So, And I believe he's only the second Oriole for quite some time that has uh, won that title. So, uh, you know, promising farm systems for the Orioles and for the Cardinals. No doubt. Uh, we were talking about Chris Collinsworth earlier. Igo said, was he any good? And uh, and I didn't see much of Collinsworth. I remember the Bengals-Niners Super Bowl. I don't know what year it was, but I remember watching it at my friend's house uh, with my parents. I like, had a little party type thing. And, uh, and so I didn't really watch him play, but I knew he was good. But uh, it did kind of catch me off guard that Igo would ask it in that way. Matt says he's definitely not good in the broadcasting booth. I enjoy it. I disagree. I think Collinsworth is annoying and sometimes his voice in the way. But I think he is a very good analyst. I, I like Collinsworth. And I like Tarico. I like that team on Sunday Night Football now. I'm a big fan of Mike Tarico. And uh, when he went away from Monday Night Football, I was very bummed out. He was, at Mon- he was in Monday Night Football back in when i was in high school so i really enjoyed him in my younger days. him and gruden and was yes. it a three-man booth or was it just them two i think it was just him and gruden he was on the call for the uh redskins swinging gate punt type thing where they faked this punt twice in a row and it didn't work and they they were like gruden was laughing at him and mike Tarico said what in the wild world of sports is this they were like just openly mocking my team and it was very sad um so Chandler, who is an announcer now, an analyst that played before your time that you can say was he good to me? I like, think of a guy, think of an analyst you did. Tony Romo. You watched him play, but I, oh, that I didn't that you watch didn't play? watch play. Um, and yes, I would say Tony Romo was good. Um, uh, boy, I would think because of your age, I would say somebody like Troy Aikman. Yeah, Aikman. And, and, I, and I would say that he was good. And he was got good. the Super Bowls. Yeah. Boomer Esiason, you never saw play. No. Phil Sims. Chris Carter. Ugh. Chris Phil's, Carter? Chris Carter was... You need to... You like you, YouTubing people? You need to yeah. YouTube him. Me and my friend used to uh, play ball in the yard, and we would always... My parents had shrubs, and my mom hated it, but we would... 
do sideline catches where we just have our toes, you know, and uh, land into the mm-hmm. bushes and ruin them. Chris Carter was the best at the sideline catches and somehow getting those two feet in bounds. He was awesome. Him and Heinz Ward both were really, really good at that. So Chris Carter would be some good some good YouTube highlights to look up. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Okay that i've been watching for years uh watching on uh fox nfl sunday on the pregame show howie long that was a little that was before my time dude was a beast yeah he was an absolute animal i mean he fit right in with that you know black hole with the raiders and that kind of attitude the hair the mohawk or hair whatever yeah the hair that he had the crew cut he was he was pretty good and i watched strahan uh at the tail end of his career but I was very, very young. But I do remember how dominant him and that, that Giants defensive line. They was. always had a good defensive line. It seemed like. What was so. the defensive end's name? You, you and Sama. Uh, you and OC Umanura. Oh yeah, OC Umanura. Whatever. OC Umanura. Umanura. And they had Justin. Justin Tuck. Tuck. He was a badass. So uh, they had some studs. All right, we got to get one more break in. Uh, if we can get that break in, Shirley. What do you got? Somebody brought up Dan Fouts. You know what? When I was Dan thinking about Fouts. this, asking Chandler, I was thinking of Bob Greasy, Dan Fouts, like people that were on TV when I was a kid that I never saw play. And I want to say, hold on, I need to look him up because I I, I, I get him confused with somebody else, and uh, I want to make sure. Kathy Lee's husband, Frank Gifford. No. Oh, no, no, I'm speaking of something different. Oh, Frank okay. Gifford and Dan Deardorff were with Al Michaels on Monday Night Football when I was watching. No, and that I, wasn't it. It was... Uh, are you talking to yourself? Mm, let's see. Dick sh- Buckus. You're thinking about Dick Buckus? Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. He was on like a kid's TV show when I was uh, younger. We talked about Dick Buckus at the uh, beginning of this program. That we did. did he, I thought he did some television work, though, didn't he? Nah, not that I recall. Mike Dicka did. Mike Dicka was on Monday Night NFL Countdown. Mm, no, I was. Um, I was thinking, no. Take me to break. Oh, okay. Take me to break. Film and television career. Celebrity endorser broadcaster. Yes, he was. What TV show was he on? Um, Hold on one second. He was in several, actually. He was in several films. Get this. The Longest Yard, the 74 edition. Um, Johnny Dangerously, <laughs> which I adored. I thought that was a great movie. Hamburger, the motion picture. <laughs> He was in Hamburger? Yes. I thought he was in Hamburger. <laughs> Gremlins 2. I, th- I had to pay for cheeseburger. Necessary Roughness. <laughs> any given de- of excuse me, any given Sunday. He was a regular character on TV shows like Blue Thunder, My Two Dads, MacGyver, and Hang Time. Hang Time. That was the one I was thinking of. He was the coach. Yes, he also made appearances on uh Murder She Wrote. He was in Brian's song. Are you doing a book report? No, I'm trying to find the daggone he, NFL today. He was on the pregame show because he, he replaced Jimmy the Greek Snyder on CBS. All right, now we're going that's, way back. That was before that's, my time. Uh, that's what I was trying to remember because I knew I had seen him on TV before and I just couldn't remember You've where. Shirley on knew everything. It. Shirley knew it. He's been on everything, it sounds like. He's been on everything. He was in Hamburger. Hamburger. <laughs> and he was on Twitter last night. Go check it out if you missed it. Just go to the Bears Twitter, and he did some funny stuff up there. Oh. All right. We'll uh, be back and wrap up Pirate Radio Live here on a witness day after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All righty, wrapping up a Wednesday edition of PRL. Thanks for tuning in today. We're back with you Thursday for an all-new edition of PRL. Kevin Monroe, going to talk football. Cy Seymour, going to talk hoops. Got that. Troy D, touchdown. Tony Collins, big man on campus. And all your favorite Pirate Radio personalities, minus one. For all you Man of Chan fans, you're going to have to wait till Friday because the Chandler is on call for high school football. So Chandler, we will see you Friday. Shirley, we'll talk to you Thursday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.